Hey there, do you suffer from hyperpigmentation or discoloring of the skin from acne, cuts, or bruising? Well, try Palmer's Skin Success Anti-Dark Spot Corrective Fade Serum. It visibly corrects discoloration, dark spots, post-acne scars, sun damage, you name it. All you have to do is apply a small amount as a thin layer on the infected area twice a day or use as directed by a doctor. Listen, I use it and have seen some amazing results. You can get it at any participating pharmacy near you. Also, Palmer's is not a sponsor of this program. However, if you have a business that you would like to see advertised on this podcast, you can email us at thendxpod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on our Instagram or Twitter at thendxpod. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's get on with the show. black <laughs> back in black hey guys hey what's up everybody this is your boy drew this is neeks this is your boy x what up y'all listen i missed you guys i missed you too oh, you y'all <laughs> i know it's only been like a couple of weeks but you know we didn't have a <laughs> we didn't have an episode last week but you know we're back to give you that fire and um I got nervous again, like trying to come back and yeah, do another recording. I was gone. actually excited because I was kind of missing recording last week, so I'm excited to be back. I know yeah. we've been gone from you guys for yeah. too long, but we're back. It's almost addicting. Well, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always fun. cool. It's fun. So. it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. So what have you guys been up to? I'm spending time with family mostly. My little nephew's starting to talk. Oh, So cute. How old is he? He's, he'll be two next month. Aww. And he's very cute. I saw his picture. Yeah, it's my little boo boo. Um, oh, oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, working and just uh, and and work, you know, and working. <laughs> oh, working, and working, working and working. So um, yeah. And working. What it. about what about you, Drew? Gotten bopping. Um, recovering. Recovering from what? Let's explain what you're recovering uh, yeah, from. Yeah, I was in Vegas last week. So oh, turn, 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 yeah. turn, 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 turn. You know, I didn't get a chance to turn up like I wanted to, oh, to okay. be quite honest with you. Um, I've been to Vegas plenty of times before, so mm-hmm. like going out there, I, I knew what I was getting into, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to get into a lot because you know I had to do um, some, you know, handle some business, some things, some things, some things. So anyway, um, I think a lot transpired in the last couple of weeks oh for sure for sure black people i tell you um so (laughs) where do we want to start do we want to talk about yesterday's presidential debate or do we want to start off with either black girl magic or black girl tragic because i have a couple of things we can you know what let's start with the debate and get that out the way with the debate yeah okay so yesterday was the first night of the second round of the Democratic presidential debates. Did you guys? Was the who? Did I say presidential oh, debates? Oh my goodness! The Democratic presidential. What, what did I say? I don't know. Okay. 
We haven't even started drinking yet. And here goes Xavier. There you go. It was the first night of the second round. So you had um, Senator Elizabeth Warren. You had Mayor Pete um, Booty. How you pronounce it? Booty J. Booty. Yeah, I don't know. Judge. It's Booty J. Fudge. I just oh. call him Pete. Mayor Pete. We're going to go Mayor Pete. All right, Mayor Pete. Who else was on there? Um, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth. Didn't I just say that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Oh, oh my gosh. Gosh. Did he say that? Yes, he did. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> and you had. Um, Marion Williamson was on there. She is baddie as a motherfucker. Hey, listen. Oh, no, 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 no. But well, she's funny as hell. Auntie Ma- but Auntie Marion was delivering some real shit. When she was talking about that reparations part, I was like, yeah, yes, I was there for someone. Her. If nothing someone else, I think it. she'd be great. Um, if. If because see they keep calling her a kooky, I just think she's eccentric and natural. I think she'd be great as a cabinet member for whoever does win the presidency. Yeah. She'd be great in what cabinet um, spot would you put her in? <sighs> That's the hard part. Um, I would say, but see, she doesn't have any background in housing. But she'd be great. She has seems like she has a passion for poverty. Neither does our current housing director. So right, I, but I think that. she'd be great because she really does. I feel out of everyone, she's the most genuine about people who are dealing with um, the criminal justice <laughs> system and all the different things. I think she really does have a good heart for it versus everybody else that was answering. So Just for shits and giggles, I would like to see her as the um, Secretary of State. Only oh because... I was going to go there, but only I don't because, think... Only because baddiness. she's so fucking baddie. I, I feel know, like but that baddiness wouldn't go over well see, with international media. But, but I, would, I would pay and love to see that. Because, I mean, I would just have a, a big key cackle just watching you her would. just be fucking crazy. You know what? Because she'd be in there and be like, and let me tell you something, girlfriend. When I tell and the psychic that, force no. of China. But you know what? Put it over EPA. You, you Really? Okay. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. But um, yesterday's debate uh, had no black people or persons none, of color. None. Period. It looked really, Zero. It was really Purdue very chicken up there. Winter fell out there. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of highlights for me. One was when um, I think it was Congressman Tim Ryan from Ohio. Um, he was trying to challenge uh, Senator Bernie Sanders on a policy that he made, and I remember Bernie <laughs> was like. I wrote um, it. He's like, I know what I'm. Yeah, he was like, I wrote it. No, he said, I wrote the damn thing. Like he actually like cursed on live TV, yep. and I stood there and I was like, well, goddamn it! Like you could see Bernie just getting like fired Bernie's up. Bernie's always heated. Yeah, he's always. always so animated, but you know that's mm-hmm. you know being a New Yorker, you know, so mm-hmm. that's how we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, mm-hmm. um, and then one thing that I noticed, which um, you know, I'm surprised no one made a big hubbub about, mm-hmm. was. Um, the same uh, congressman, Tim Ryan, when they were singing the national anthem, he didn't put his hand up to his heart. Everybody else did. But this one white man did not. And mm-hmm. then no one batted an eye and no one like said anything about it. He had the white, he had the white skin color, that's why. Exactly. But could you imagine had he been a person of color or a man of color and he was the only one? Or if he every- was a woman. He or a woman. He didn't have to be, to be yeah. a person of color. So if he was a woman, people would have made a huge deal about it. A huge it. deal about it. So that you know, just kind of goes to show you how biased um, the media is when it comes to uh, minorities mm-hmm. in terms of um, whether or not they're patriotic, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But um, some of the topics that they covered yesterday during the debate, um, they went over border security, Medicare for all gun violence, student loan debt, forgiveness. Um, I always said for me, this this presidential uh, campaign go around, um, I'm going to be a one issue voter. And for me, that issue is student loan okay. debt forgiveness. Okay. How about you guys? What are you guys looking forward to? Uh, definitely student loan, excuse me, student loan debt forgiveness is, a, is up there. But I'm also interested in 
um, what's it called? Healthcare. <laughs> what's it called? Medicare for all. <laughs> it is not necessarily be Medicare for our all, but I do know there are some significant gaps in our current coverage in terms of what is covered, what isn't. I really do strongly feel that um, mental health should be more inclusive in it, and I'm also looking for plans that are more. Um, they're trying to create equity in the health field because it's, it's not enough. Like yeah. people who are of lower class or black women don't get the same level of care as someone who's rich and white and man and a male. Or not even the same so, level, like access, period. Yeah, that too. So yeah. I'm just looking for something that will, I understand it's going to take a few passes. I don't expect one candidate to come in and be like, okay, we're going to change everything overnight and it's going to be perfect tomorrow. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking for someone who has a progressive plan to start taking us towards that end. Because it's really unfortunate that there are people who have cancer, who have had, who have mm-hmm. serious um, habitual conditions, mm-hmm. or um, what do you call them? Acute? I'm, I don't know what the word is right now. Right. Um, terminal? Not terminal, oh, okay. but like the conditions that are ongoing. Okay. That right now, under the current healthcare system, you can get dropped from coverage. You, you can cannot be existing conditions. Yes, yes. That's what the word I was looking for. Thank you. Pre-existing conditions, or even still, like even if you didn't have it at the time that you started your healthcare plan. You can max out on, on coverage if you have certain things. That's why people with cancer, they max out, and then they still owe so much money trying mm-hmm. to pay back for, the, for their life-saving care. Absolutely. And that's ridiculous. There's no reason you should be in six-figure debt because you need, you want, you're trying to save life. Like, that's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, for me, it's going to have to be more than one issue for me, Drew, because it's like a, a lot of things that uh, work. In fact, definitely student loan. And that's fair. Student loan debt is um, forgiveness is definitely up there. But one thing that really affects things in the long term is the housing and segregation through gentrification. I really yep. want somebody to talk about that because what happens is what's going on now is so segregation we know is illegal. But what people are doing is they're gentrifying the neighborhood and they're zoning things where it's like you're over here and now you're now you might have been living in a good area but we zoned it out or we pushed you out and now you're still around nothing but people of color in the poorest neighborhoods mm-hmm. and so ultimately that's messing up the education that's messing up kids opportunities to get into the best schools the best colleges chances for the scholarships and so really that's affecting it's like a long-term thing and people are sleeping on it because they figure oh no we're good but it's like it's really affecting a lot of things i see it here in dc all the time yeah like, i'm really starting to see it because they have to go where they live yeah so uh yeah that factor and definitely the funding of hbcus Oh, for sure. Um, that's a I, one, yeah. I really, um, and the thing that really bothers me the most is that it, that's such an easy thing to kind of handle because you know, like, the, the, you know, you don't even have to do an inquiry. You know that they have not been funded properly. And then you try to make it seem like it's funding based on numbers. My thing is give the school the money and then they can do what they need to do to bring the numbers. But without that, it's like, you know, they're missing. So. Yeah. But definitely student loans yeah. up there. So. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree with the both of you. And for mm-hmm. me, I guess a point of clarification would be that I'm not just a one-issue voter this go-around, but I think what's on top of my list as a hot-button mm-hmm. issue is that student loan debt forgiveness um, uh, plan that Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren has laid out. Like, she was talking about, like, signing something, mm-hmm. like, her first day in to, like, immediately mm-hmm. relieve, like, millions of Americans of that debt because when you think about you know wiping away that debt Mm -hmm. it allows people who may be coasting on that poverty line Mm -hmm. you know to to really have a leg up and Mm -hmm. really start fresh and start over Mm -hmm. because we you know you know like Americans you know we 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 encourage 
um, going to school, getting a post-secondary education, even right. going further than that, getting a master's and, mm-hmm. you know, doctorate's like degree. like me, getting a law degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, well, for like for me, I, all my student debt is from undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, my, mas- my master's program was free. Um, so I, but that undergrad debt. Oh, you lucky. I, right. <laughs> right. But uh, undergrad, I, but I raked up some pretty good debt. Um, in undergrad, right? In undergrad. Yeah, same here. That's so, me. All my debt's from law school. Yeah, yeah. I came out of undergrad debt free. Thank goodness. Oh, but, wow. Yeah. Um, law school is literally the death of my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was just saying that, like, you know, we, you know, we encourage our community to, like, go to school, um, rather our citizens to, you know, go to school, get an education. But then at what at what cost? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we're almost chasing our tails, like, just trying to live. And I also think, like, in terms of our generation, the millennial generation, we're the ones who are carrying a lot of that debt because the cost of education today is not what it was when our parents were it in school. It is crazy. If even if your parents did go on to get college education or beyond. Mm-hmm. So, and it's only going up year by year. It's getting even more and more expensive. Yeah. So it's kind of like that is a significant pitfall because, again, we're this big purchasing class but we can't purchase purchase we have debt purchase <laughs> shit. exactly because i like even if for example if all my student loan debt went early today mm-hmm. i'll be bold I, what <laughs> let me tell you let you me finally buy you. a new pair of underwear <laughs> <laughs> i'll be able to invest in the way that i wanted to invest like i would love to get into real estate um to, um not real estate development but like just investments oh, yeah investments in general diversifying yeah. my investments that instead of having to be very strategic and be like okay which ones can give me the highest return right now and i can just do more mm-hmm. with what i have maximize your money yeah yeah just so much more that we could do especially for black wealth man yeah so then um tonight is the second night of the second round of democratic pre- presidential debate so going on right now actually is um uh, Kamala Harris, and we have uh, Vice President Biden, and then you got Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. So we have um, some flavor. We have some seasoning tonight mm-hmm. versus all, this, all the seasoning in one Versus the one plain uh, Purdue chicken breast we had yesterday. <laughs> that was real crazy. Not a single person of color at all. At it all. Was, and let me tell you, the there was all. one person that I saw, and, and then was, the and optics the looked bad. And then they had a black choir singing the national anthem for all the white candidates. I felt on stage. so uncomfortable. The, I felt like. Mm, it was, it was bad. It was rough looking. Yeah. And my thing is, it's nothing against the candidates because at the end of the day, they're stepping forward to do something that that each one of us, I mean, what we can run when we're like, what, 35 or 32, whatever. It, so I get it. They're stepping up, but just the optics look really bad. I think they should have pulled at least one or two people of color. From... They said Don Lemon was enough. No, they said <laughs> it was quote unquote random. That shit was not random. No, hell no. They wanted to save everything for tonight. All of the colored Excuse me, people colored. of color. Oh my God, colored. <laughs> see, but I can see I can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Although I, I stopped in my tracks. You know what it was um, though. I think all the people of color are tonight. I'm gonna, this is my last thought on it. Yeah. But like, I think what it was is like, um, Kamala came out the gate last last uh, debate mm-hmm. swinging. She they they threw up that race question and she mm-hmm. was like, "Well, I was actually there when I was I was live I lived through it, sweetheart." And then guess what? Two hours later, she had like mad T-shirts made. <laughs> mad I ain't even mad at it. <laughs> she better make that money. <laughs> but I was just like, they weren't expecting that had to come out the bag. That's why they did it because she in in that the moment mm-hmm. she said, "I was a student who had to get bus for desegregation," mm-hmm. yeah, automatically anything else somebody else said on that on that on that stage that yeah. didn't have to go through that had to shut the fuck up. I'm not gonna lie, and that was a great rabbit at the head. Yep, that I was agree. a phenomenal <laughs> rabbit. I'm looking head. forward to to Biden, Kamala, Warren, and Sanders 
all on the same stage. I can't wait. For That'll that. be in September. And I'll, I think Cory Booker needs to go sit down. Soon. I think it's gonna be the top eight. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's gonna be the top eight that move on to the uh, the yeah. debate in September. And I feel like those. I think it's gonna people. be Pete. It's gonna be. Um, no, you think you think Pete is gonna make top eight? Mm-hmm. I think O'Rourke, and I think. Think Beto's gonna make top eight? You could already no. see who. No, who, Beto's who not the, ready. His no, heart is in the right not. place, but he's not ready. You don't think he's he gonna make top eight? No, he's not ready. Oh, okay. He's great. He'd be a great senator for well, Texas. You know what? We'll revisit this conversation at that time. So, yep. kind of keeping up with politics, I just want to briefly glance over this, and it's more so of a statement. I don't want to hash it out, but um, fuck you, Donald Trump, for shitting on Baltimore. Although I'm not from Baltimore, Nix, aren't you from Baltimore? I'm from Baltimore, Jason. Oh, uh, okay. I'm well, from the suburbs. I'm from the suburbs of Baltimore. Seven. But so, but still, that's why I say like, Baltimore, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, for y'all living under a rock, recently Trump was um, he he made some comments about um, uh, Congressman um, Elijah uh, Cummings' district of Baltimore, calling it a disgusting rat and rodent-infested mess. Donald Trump, sir, uh, you're from New York. I'm from New York. What are you talking about? It's the same <laughs> shit. Like, New York has rats. Is I mean, it's pissy. Listen, I love where I'm from, you know, uh, you know Brooklyn. That's fair. New York stinks outside. <laughs> but the mere fact that you're going to, like, really just play Baltimore like that and, and say that that's all mm-hmm. that it is yeah. and, and how Elijah Cummings needs to do something about it. Trump, you from New York. It's, it's, it's the same well, issue in your I'm fucking jump, backyard. I'm going to jump in here because I really think um, the mm-hmm. bigger point that, that was missed in that, that mm-hmm. brought a lot of attention to Baltimore. And I'm going to be honest with you, for the people, anybody from Baltimore that's listening, y'all, y'all up next. I don't know if you've seen what's happening in D.C., with the gentrification. Oh, they're already that, getting it. That, that, oh, not, yeah. yeah, they are. But what they're I'm saying is it. that to me, that wasn't about downgrading um or talking down on Elijah Cummings, which it probably was. But that was a call to all people of non-color no. to say, um, this, look at this place. Go here, gentrify it, push them out. No, mm-hmm. I'm serious. No, that's what I really thought, think it was about. It was like, it look. It was both. I think yeah, it was both. It's he, a call. It's almost like he was like whistleblowing. A call to action. No, he did. He called Elijah Cummings a racist. So for the record, black people can't be racist. No, right? Black you people can. can be prejudiced, but not racist. Yeah, you can be prejudiced, you can be prejudiced and not, prejudiced, ra- yeah, and, not you, and you can be bigots as black people, but you oh. cannot be racist. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, so yeah, like just and and then here enters Ben Carson. Did y'all hear what this nigga said? No, he he spent a lot of his life he, in Baltimore. He's from Baltimore. Uh, okay, but I had to tune him out after uh, I, I couldn't. I, 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 okay, I'm, I'm gonna. so sad. He's to be my hero. He used to be my hero. Yo, I, I have a picture with like, him. Oh my you god. Yeah, like my mom got it. It's um, oh. huh? That's oh. Oh yeah. It, not as an adult, as a child, when he um had a book signing for his for, I guess that now fictional book that he wrote. Well, Miracle Hands. Mm-hmm. Oh. Where, he, where he got stabbed um with a knife, but then it hit his bell bucket. That's the thing. But this is why, like, it pisses me off. Like, you can't say you had this whole history of being discriminated against because you're a black man trying to get into the medical field. Uh-huh. And here you are talking about discrimination but, doesn't exist. What the fuck? Exactly. But, but, but let me tell you what he said that really kind of, like, pissed me off. So, in defense of Donald Trump, right, mm-hmm. Carson compares Donald Trump's statement to having to uh, dress up a cancer patient having to what dress up a cancer patient so he said um <laughs> let me try to find his quote he said um you can't put a suit on them and ignore the fact that they have cancer we must address the problem so basically he's i <laughs> so you're saying Baltimore is a cancer but you're going to use cancer patients of all things to 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 
back down Trump's ignorant statement. Like, come on, man. Like, you're but, supposed but, to be smart. Dude, I, that but the some people are just some people are gone, y'all. Some people are lost. They really are in the sunken place. It's nothing we can do to bring them out of it. Um, and plus, they they view life in a different way than we do. Yeah. And sometimes you got to And that's why I know people be like, oh, sometimes I honestly reincarnation. I'd be like, it must be real because sometimes y'all, I meet black people and I'd be like, you are not black. <laughs> no, seriously, like yeah. you are not black. Your soul is is not I mean, black. Like but you don't black. get that. Uh, what's that boy's name that's stuck in Sweden? Oh, ASAP. Oh, ASAP. Yeah, you get the ASAP treatment one day. It's okay. Oh yeah. ASAP. Now, now you want the black community to come to your defense? Nah, bro. You oh, could, you ASAP. could. Uh, nah, he, nah, he could uh, hold that weight on his oh, head. ASAP, All right, ASAP, so ASAP. Um, let's kind of just pivot away from politics for a second. Let's make the shift fun. So, black girl magic or black girl tragic? Let's do tragic in with magic. I cannot mix the two. No, let's do no. Oh, do tragic, oh, do tragic first. Magic. Oh, okay. Bad news oh, always first. Just an in with magic. Bad news like, oh, okay. first. Good news last. So Nicole Murphy. Oh God. <laughs> and here we go. Close your legs to marry men. Close your legs to marry men. <laughs> so Nicole Murphy, right? Um, she is the ex-wife of famed actor comedian Eddie Murphy. Uh, she apologized recently for kissing married. Black director Antoine Fuqua. Fuqua. Antoine Fuqua has directed such films as Training Day, Equalizer 1 and 2, Brooklyn's Finest, Bait, Shooter, and... <laughs> Fuqua. <laughs> I, I was trying to like, step back from the mic and continue laughing, out. but I was let dying. <laughs> no, you just got to let it out. <laughs> so anyway, um, so, you know, he has some, um, I guess, what we in the black community we'll call some black gems, right? Um, but um, Antoine Fuqua is also married to actress Layla Rashan. She starred as Robin Stokes in one of our classics, Waiting to Exhale, and she's appeared in many other black movies such as mm-hmm. Harlem Nights, Boomerang, um, Any Given Sunday, and Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Oh, you know what? I forgot she was in that shit. Yeah. I forgot about Why, Why Do Fools Fall in Love in the, Hey, that's a cl- that movie. Hey, and it's now on Netflix. Side oh, it is? oh, is it? No, no, sorry. It's coming to Netflix this month. So oh, be on the lookout in August sometime. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited. Yep, yeah. I'm add that to my list. Yep, mm-hmm. me too. I'm going to add that to my ever-growing list that I need to watch. I have probably like 80-something movies on there. Well, then you'll never run out of things to do. I'm, true. <laughs> but I have to have time to do it. But anyway, so, um, so Nicole Murphy was caught mm-hmm. via photo. Um, kissing An- Antoine uh, Fuqua and she says oh you know they just ran into each other in Europe and how you know they're just friends and it was a friendly kiss right Shit, Europe is expensive how do you just run on into the somebody mouth? in Europe I mean the average people friends don't kiss on the mouth well I mean her tongue was literally <laughs> playing with his tonsils I was looking at the photo I was like I don't, I don't kiss my female friends like that Like, I do have some thoughts on something that happened in the aftermath I'm gonna let you finish telling the story first what the hell is that sir? what the fuck is that Y'all, the aliens coming. No, hell no, I ain't got my good <laughs> is clothes. Is that Area on. 51? I don't know. Like, Where anyway, is that, that might be coming from. That's is, crazy. Is that is that a law? That could be. I don't know. But anyway, so um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, so anyway, so Lisa Ray came out and made oh, and made um, a comment about. Nicole Murphy and said that she's infamous for doing that because mm-hmm. she blames Nicole Murphy for um, her divorce mm-hmm. from uh, Turks and Caicos uh, politician Michael Misick. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure if you guys remember her being oh, married to this um, mm-hmm. Caribbean um, politician, but the reason why they got divorced was because he stepped out on their marriage and 
it with was Roxy new. too from 106 in Park. Yeah, what? yeah, y'all forgot that. Piece. So I mean, but he's trash. So I'm not gonna pull it all on Nicole Murphy, who I think is bad as shit. She's such a milf, but yeah, but she's known to be like a roller in the in the industry. Yeah, a '90s style, huh? '90s style. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> with that. I mean, she's. What do you? It's a vibe. No, my whole thing is like I understand. If this is something that she does, obviously that she's not the best person to be around. Especially, I'm assuming they all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming they all run into the same circle because there's only but so many black people that have that type of wealth. You know what I mean? And like C-list actresses. That yeah. too. <laughs> well, that's, but, but I mean, yeah, like, but my thing terrible. was what I didn't like was that she issued an apology saying that she was sorry for mm-hmm. potentially hurting. And I was like, so where's his apology? But not that. Where's his apology? I understand that she was in the wrong, but so is he. He's the one that's married. She's not. But I'm going to tell y'all something, y'all. If he's done this before in the past, um, Sorry. Damn, Drew. Sorry. If he's Sorry. D- <laughs> if he's <laughs> Yo, Nice wants to like I'm just confused where that came from. <laughs> I, I mean I'm not even drinking. He's been drinking water. <laughs> the thing is, if he's done this before in the past, and Leila Rochon, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Rofoukwa. Um, if she's if, <laughs> if she didn't she's, even take his last name, but good. Well, if she's accepted it before, you know, some people be like, Well, ain't nothing wrong for me to um you know, for me to do it again, because some people, honestly, y'all, y'all know, some people never think they do nothing wrong. No, I'm That's not saying because he's made a few kids out of the marriage before. You know, how some people, it's kind of like when you somebody does something wrong, you got to nip it in the bud then, because it's like, oh, well, you if you accept it a few times, then then you must think then, it's okay. Then you must think it's okay. But not only that, that, too, I also wonder if we're coming at it from an older married, it's a closed off thing. Maybe. Hmm? Just being devil's advocate. What if they have an open marriage and it's just okay? Unknown? No, no, no. Mm. No, she wanted to delete all her social media from the criticism. No, I don't. No, but the thing is, like, people were coming after her and like attacking her, and that like the thing about what your relationship structure is, like we talked mm. about in the previous episode, right. it's nobody else's business but who who you're in a relationship. You know what? With. I could, I, I Nix, so I could see your like, point because you know we have yet to hear from um, we haven't heard from Leela. so yeah. she could potentially say you know we have an open marriage and everyone else is making. But their even then, not even that is not her place to say why because it's not nobody else's fucking no, no, no. business but I her and her. That's exactly. true, but here's how I know they don't have no open relationship. Because y'all know once y'all start working these circles, y'all know how it works. Now, the thing is, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, if they have an open relationship, Nicole Murphy would have kept her mouth shut. She wouldn't issue, she wouldn't have said anything. No, that's fair too. So, if yeah. it, that's how I know that it's not an open relationship, because Nicole Murphy would have been like, oh, open relationship, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Just like allegedly, I'm putting air quotes, just like allegedly Will and Jada. All the rumors, they never address it because why? If that's what we're doing, if we're swinging, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We're not issuing any statement on nothing. So I feel mm-hmm. like Nicole Murphy should have kept her mouth shut. One thing I found very disturbing, y'all, life, we're humans. We go through things. People gain weight. People lose weight. For y'all to come at that lady about maybe if she had yeah. Nicole Murphy's body, cool. then he wouldn't have been. She, Layla? Yes. Because mm-hmm. you know she's a fucking wife. Who cares what her no, body no, looked like? But no. People they were saying, saying that's why no, he cheated. So in the 90s, you know, she had a body similar to Nicole Murphy. But children, um, loss of children, life, uh, bread. <laughs> you know different, different things she has gained a little bit of weight and they were really coming at her hard in her comments like well if he out stepping on somebody else it's your fault because you should have kept your body together and that was so unfair but that's what, see so like the comment I was saying was more towards the people making those comments I'm like mm. fuck your comments that's right. his wife period no, no matter what she well obviously like. he well obviously he don't like it because he well, out. well, we don't know what the reason is for why he stepped out. I mean, he's just probably just being a nigga. Like, well, we don't know. and well, Drew, see, you know what? You're giving a lot of passes, but the whole it, passes it, to who? You was like, well, maybe you know, 
No, family, friend, like just that's not shit you do to your friends. Like, no, no, I'm not giving anybody a pass. I'm actually, I'm actually, everyone is wrong. No, everybody's wrong. I'm on the side of Leela. I'm just saying, who gives Mm -hmm. a fuck what she looked like? He was probably just being a fuck boy. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but you know, whatever the issues, praying for everyone involved. Yeah, the kids, the um, you know, hopefully, uh, Layla can you know come to some type of um resolution. You know, the best revenge is Layla. Get your ass at the damn gym. gym, and you get you you take a good six months from us. We don't need to hear nothing. No, don't get say a nothing. job too. Well, she hasn't been working because she's been being a Fat. mother and <laughs> Drew. I'm shut sorry. the fuck. She's been supporting her. I'm looking at Drew in complete shock. <laughs> right, she's right. She's been supporting her husband or whatever. I want her to get back in that gym, get that body back, get a new job on um, Ambitions with Robin Givens. I, ain't, I don't really. <laughs> 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 That show on own, or maybe even get on Queen Sugar, and you know what? That's the best revenge. You get your hustle I mean, back. Get like your hustle. Best revenge is be- your paper. Exactly. Like there Beyonce said, best revenge is your paper. All right. And so to, to wrap up, um, I guess you know niggers in Hollywood. Um, Apollo that? Nida is back out of prison. Is that Black Girl Magic? Oh, I totally forgot about Black Girl Magic. Damn. Oh damn. damn, Gina, damn Gina. All right, so in Black Girl Magic news, um, British actress Lashana Lynch um, is the new 007. Have hey. you guys heard about that? Hey, hey. shout out to her. Yes. Um, so uh, Lashana Lynch, for those of you who have seen Captain Marvel, she plays uh, Carol Danvers' oldest and best friend. Rosaline Capulet, I think is how you pronounce the name, but essentially in the comic books, it is um, Rosaline's daughter, who's also featured in Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. who grows up to become the essentially the black version of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So, um, sh- um, so that actress, Lashana Lynch, she will uh, uh, take over the role from Daniel Craig as the new 007. No, she will not be James Bond, but she will be the newest 007. So whatever her agent name will be, it's what it will be. So shouts out to her in Black Magic, um, Black Girl Magic. I'm looking forward to see how this is going to turn out because it would be in a nice turn yeah. for the franchise to see yeah. how they're going to it together. Because at first, they were, I think I think like it was like heavily rumored that folks would Caping for like Idris Elba to like play 007, but again, wasn't he already 007? Nah. Oh, I made that up. Okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have sworn he was 007 before. I'm still waiting for a lot of these um these movies. Just a quick side note to come into <clears throat> the um the new times. Um, 007, like you said, I do like that Lashawn Lynch is stepping in, but it's just like I wanted to step that's in. That's a woman. Yeah, that's a woman. Time. Yeah. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm I'm glad that it's also a woman, not just a black character. Oh yeah, exactly. You know what I'm but um, I want them to step into the new. Start bringing you know some millennials, a little bit younger, a youth, even you know. She's she's young. She's thirty. No, no, she is. But a lot of thirty one actually. Thirty one. You know, even like Fast and Furious, it's like you know, start switching up. That's just my side note, right? Yeah. Here, you know? And then um, I guess in in brief black boy magic news shout out to Lil Nas X he took over the number one um, spot for uh, having the number one single of all time running as number one so he he took over he took over um, Mariah Carey's duet with um, Boyz II Men One Sweet Day so shout out to Lil Nas X alright I mean that's all I got and then in other nigga news like I said Apollo Knight is out of prison while uh, Kenya. He's back out? Yeah, for for two minutes. Hopefully he can stay out longer than that. And then 
Kenya Moore's ex-boyfriend, Matt Jordan, he went in for domestic abuse. So. Yikes. Oh, the one that was roughing her up on screen. The one that like, yeah, went crazy that was, on her house. Yeah, that, yeah, that was throwing shit through her, her window and was trying to rough her so up she in the she dodged Jeep. a bullet for real, then. Oh, for she real. She did. Yeah. That nigga was crazy. How you got cameras on and you acting Yo, that crazy? That nigga was so like 7.30. He, like, he was batshit crazy. Is that all for Hot Topic? That's it. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> So I'll take the reins. Now it's time for a little segment we like to call Champagne and Passports. And Champagne and Passports, we like to talk about some things that we'd like to do around town, whether that's local area to the DMV or if we choose to go out of state like Drew did this past week. (laughs) 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 So since we've gone for two weeks, we have two places to talk about. Um, For those of you you guys who are new, Xavier... Drew and myself try to get together once a week to do something social, try up a new spot, mm-hmm. whether it's a happy hour, a restaurant, an event, something, just something that we can all get together, have a good time, and just, you know, enjoy life because life is meant to be lived. So that's what we like to do. So the first place we went to two weeks ago was a little place called the Brixton on U Street. Mm. The Brixton is a British based bar. It has uh, three levels. Um, a nice little rooftop, but unfortunately, the day that we went, it was during the middle of the heat wave, so we chose to stay inside. So hot. Oh my goodness! Is <laughs> <laughs> that your British accent? No, it was terrible. That was trash. Just it was. So I was like, what? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I wasn't trying though, but it was hot that day, y'all. It was. So we decided to stay inside in the um, first level bar in the air conditioned. Um, the Highlight of the Brixton for happy hours that they have a five dollar menu. Everything on the menu from food to drinks is five dollars. Yeah, yes. the food was pretty good. It was lit. So what do you guys think? Pretty about good. It? it was amazing, Drew. You like them chicken wings? No, I'm chicken wings with fire. Oh yeah, yeah but see you got oh. the dry ones. The wet wings, y'all. Let me tell y'all. Fuck with the wet. Wait, 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 wait. Fuck with that the wet wings wet. Was good. Yeah, the wings were good. I mean, I bu- I, I like both the dry and the and the wet. Um, what was it like a Old Bay? Mm-hmm, dry lime? one. Yeah, but, but the wet one had like lime. So you like you like it dry and wet. Okay. Um, is good though. Um, the highlight for me um was definitely the five dollar menu. Um, one thing I did not like, and I noticed it, was um, we. I'll speak for myself. I got carded when I walked in. Right. I was as well. I was as well. What's wrong with it? Okay, because there were three. Obvious oh, yeah. underage white that girls mm-hmm. that walked in, and I mean they sat their flat asses right at that table, or like right next to us, and you can tell that they were like um, haven't even hit puberty. Like they look so young, right? And I was watching the door, and I saw like the homeboy, like who, um, like the like the door the guard, yeah, mm-hmm. the bouncer. I mean he wasn't even. I mean I could clock him, and I'm small. <laughs> But the bouncer essentially, um, I was literally watching, and he just waved his hand for them to like come in. He didn't even bother asking for their car. And I'm looking, I'm just like, yo, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I didn't like. I almost felt like they got a pass for who they were. Or maybe, I don't know if he, you know, like low key talking to them on the low. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing I didn't care for was that they didn't have a, a policy that I felt was um, spread all around. Mm. I could definitely say that it seemed like if you were a regular, which those people apparently were, you mm-hmm. got special privileges because they also got to bring their liquor out of the bar, which is in D.C. Anybody who is in mm-hmm. the D.C. area, know D.C. is a dry state. You cannot walk out. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not a state, but a district. I wish it but. was wet, though. Oh, I prefer wet. 
But you can't walk out of the establishments with with, uh, with open liquor in your hand. Like that's just not allowed because they will arrest you on the street. Yeah, and they allow these that folks up, to walk out the bar with full glasses of beer. Yeah, maybe. But then what about homegirl with the dog? Oh yeah, the girl with the and puppy in her, her fucking purse. Oh, I missed that, y'all. That was yeah. nasty. It was a little baby puppy. It was like tiny. It was like a nasty. teacup. Oh, they look like a little teacup dog. A dog at a bar. Yeah, I'm in the indoor food? bar, an indoor oh. bar at that. And the if dog's paws on the table okay. and shit. Ugh. And it's kind of sad because I've been to the Brixton before, and the rooftop is nice. But again, we, too. Did, we didn't get the chance to experience rooftop because it was entirely too hot. To Their brunch and day parties are good, but that happy hour. But Brixton, and I, and I mean this, I love y'all for real. But y'all make enough money to to close that damn rooftop up and get some air flowing. Yes. When when it's when it's oh hot. Oh my gosh. When it's hot, and you know what? And when it's cold too, because even when it's up. cold, yeah, y'all make heat. our ass freeze and be trying to turn a little heats and section, having people huddled up like we about to play a football or game. Or at least like get some heaters out there. Like Marvin yeah. got the heaters out on the rooftop. It. See, Marvin's got so they, much heat into it when it's cold. It. You don't feel it because that heat be. You know, yeah, but Brixton, even outside, because they have the big old heat lamps and they have like, think, there's so much Brixton, heaters outside. Y'all know y'all clock about 10 to 20,000 every week and every Saturday. I know y'all do. Y'all make enough money. They to got the money. In, yeah, to close that, that mm-hmm. rooftop up. It's just ridiculous. For real. So, before we in, move on to the next spot, what type of rating would you give it? Two thumbs up, meaning you for absolutely love it. Happy hour or for Brixton, period? Um, Both. Hmm. Two oh. thumbs up, I mean, you actually love it. One thumb up, I meaning it's okay. You recommend it to someone, but you, eh, not your favorite. Thumb in the middle, meaning like, eh, Wait, kind two, of, but not really. So, two thumbs up means absolutely hell yeah. Okay. One thumb up <laughs> means like you like it. Mm-hmm. You may not necessarily recommend to people, but you enjoy it yourself. Thumb in the middle, meaning, eh, it's all right. Like, if like you needed to go, yeah, indifferent. And thumbs down, like, you hell absolutely no. wouldn't, like, I would, you wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. You would tell somebody not to go there. Basically, it would be a hell no. Well, two thumbs, two thumbs down Damn, is a, a hell, hell no. no. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to do a thumb up and a thumb side. Okay. I say the same thing. Thumb up and a thumb side. Only because, um, for me, it, it's important about, like, comfortability. Like, especially happy hour after you've had a, a long week. Or not even a long week if you just want to enjoy your time. Like, although I enjoyed us sitting downstairs, I much rather... Would have prefer, preferred to be on the roof. Yeah. But on the roof comfortably. It's like, I'm not going to, you know, because you want to see the sights. You want to see everything that's going on in U Street, the good view. But you also don't want to be sweltering and can't breathe and stuff because of the heat. So. You're dying in heat stroke. Liquor and heat don't go together. Yeah. You know, brown brown and <laughs> brown in the sick. heat. Brown in the mm-hmm. heat. So. That's what people pass out um, and die. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if they close, like we said, if they close that rooftop in, they could be one of the hot. Oh, and another thing too. A DJ. Some, some, some music, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. On Friday, come on, y'all. On Friday, we we need some music. That that's it. So I would say thumb up and thumb to the side. What about you, Drew? Thumb up for Brixton itself, and mm-hmm. then thumb to the side for the happy hour. Okay, so, I'm thinking about the same thing. I would do mm-hmm. a thumbs up because I love the rooftop. We again, we weren't able to go up there this particular occasion, but the rooftop is nice. Probably my favorite part of the entire venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the inside, I would give it in the middle. Um, yeah. Mm. It kind of needs some like updating a little bit. I almost feel like I walk in there. I just feel like yeah. I mean, it's gonna be like line. It's trying line to base days. itself off British, right? Yeah, because it is a British. It's a, inside is a very British saloonish. Feel. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That part is true. It's true to form. Mm. And I don't want to go there. Mm. I don't um. go to Britain. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moving on to the next place we went, um, Drew wasn't able to come with us because he was in Las Vegas. Teardrops. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but Xavier and I went to this cute little place called the Crim- Crimson DC, which is in, yeah. located in Chinatown uh-huh. off the of 7th and H, I believe it's the location. Oh, yeah. Um, the cool thing about Crimson is that it's three different venues into one. And each vin- each portion of the venue has a different theme. So they have a rooftop, which I hadn't seen before. Uh-huh. Um, again, it was it was a gloomy day that day, so I didn't go up Very there because I didn't, I didn't want to have to deal with the weather. So uh-huh. <laughs> again, I stayed inside. The um, entry level, the first floor, uh-huh. is like a diner feel, uh-huh. and then there's also a whiskey bar in the basement. Oh. So um, oh, don't don't forget the coffee shop in the side oh, yeah, and, the, and the hotel. Oh, I forgot. I forgot mm-hmm. they were all part together. Yeah, there's a the coffee pod, shop. The pod the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sounds like a lot going on. It, it is, but it's it really cute. Going. It's really cute. So oh. we, um, Xavier and I were down in the whiskey bar. In the basement, the dungeon. And it was actually pretty cute. It was a cute little it's thing. Like They have an entire wall of nothing but whiskey. They have whiskey flights, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I did not partake this particular time, but I took note, and I will go back. <laughs> I will go back for whiskey flights. Um, yeah, so what did you think about it, Xavier? Well... I enjoyed it, um, the decor, you know the vibe. But again, y'all, y- y'all know me. Y'all know how much I love music. I love vibe. no music. Um, that really just puts a damper. But I get it. They want you to drink and converse with everyone that's there. Um, but they they have this drink called the Boil Maker. Yeah. The Where what? it the Boil Maker. The Boil. Boil Maker. maker. Oh. Yeah. It's right. their, one of their signature it's drinks. It's beer in a shot of whiskey. Mm-mm. And let me tell you, bro, two of those. The be- two no two orders of those and you be right. I was feeling right now. I did have some other accoutrements after we <laughs> left Crimson to add on to that some dark and nasties, but those two things. Listen, that's good. Since and it's twenty five dollars right. on Uh-oh. happy hour. It was five dollars on happy hour. Yeah, oh. so it's lit. But the food. I just hear beer. I'm just like Ugh. the food, the food needed um, some work. It needed it needed an uplift. So, I had the. So what y'all had like cheese sandwiches? I'm like what the hell? Well, had? no. So I had. So the thing is. Which we didn't, I didn't know until we got there. Mm-hmm. Our bartender was actually the owner of the bar. Yes. Was the is, owner? Yeah, no. which is actually really cool. So I don't know if she's mm-hmm. the owner of the entire venue, if she was mm-hmm. the owner of the whiskey bar part. That was another part that was really unique. They, whatever is going on, they all are renting the property, but it's like four or five different businesses oh. within, yeah, right in the oh, same building. So okay. like she owns the downstairs, somebody owns the coffee shop, somebody else owns the diner part, somebody else is con- so in control like of the a roof. small. It like a co-op of, type of, of New York. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I so enjoyed it. Cool. That's different. Um, she's a nice black woman. She was a great bartender. Mm-hmm. Every time I asked her a question about, because she was making mm-hmm. all types of stuff, and I was like, "What's that? What's that? What's oh, yeah. that?" She, and she never was got really impatient quick. with me. She was just like, this "That's is what's this, up." I like I like me. bartenders like that that are very personable, that are yeah. patient with you. Yeah, she was And really she cool. split the bill without us having to ask. Because she know what's up. Black people. She hooked us up. Y'all know. She knew even though we're all ordering on the same ticket. Split that shit. Like on site. You see split a whole group of shit. black people just automatically just split mm-hmm. that shit. Only yeah. thing I didn't like though. We're not sharing bills. They ain't no, they ain't got no service for your cell phone downstairs. Yeah. So if you really want to talk to somebody, so you better text them while you're still upstairs. Oh, you can't get connection? No, because it's, it's like deep yeah, down in the no. you can tell they es- excavated all the way down there, so it's like it's like a dungeon down there. It's like a dungeon down there. So no cell phone service Mm-mm. at all. 
But also, just one more cops. thing about the food mm-hmm. that made me kind of question it. I don't know if this was the, the owner's doing, but mm-hmm. that mac and cheese oh. was not black people mac and cheese. And I don't understand. And then they had her to serve it in a skillet. Was the owner black? Yes. Yeah. But see, I, it, but that doesn't That's mean, why I didn't understand. I don't, know who, I don't know who she hired. So the owner the and the bartender weren't the same person, right? No, no, no. Yeah, the bartender, she, cause we, somebody would ask, like, how did she find out how long she's been working there? And that's how we found out. She was like, no, I opened the bar. This is my bar. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. That's how that happened. It was just friendly conversation. That's how it came out. But if, like I said. But she's not the chef, so I don't know no, no, no. what the chef is doing. if her investors, because that's the thing about opening stuff, too. If her investors said what kind of field they're looking for, you know, she probably didn't have any oversight or any control over what's on the menu. She probably just figured, what's going to get these people in here? But that Mac. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, Hush Puppies is hard as hell. They're like, yeah, it was. They were very dense. Yes, I was like, damn, about after two of them, I said, So out of five stars, what, what, what would y'all give that place? Five stars. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, I would well, yeah. It. Sorry. Um, Keep the rain the same. Nice, would, this is your lane. Let me stay out. I would. That's five stars. <laughs> five I'm thinking stars. Yelp and shit. <laughs> you think about Uber. Um, I would give it a th- thumbs up for the drinks, thumbs to the side for everything else. I would give it a thumbs up for both. Because mm-hmm. um, I had the. Really? I had the nacho tots. Okay. And the nacho tots are actually pretty good. I did have some of Panda's nacho tots, and they were good. Nacho tots are really just nachos on they top of They need some more tots. ketchup on there. That was, that was pretty good. Like, it could have used some more sauce, but yeah. that's because, you know, we black. We like sauce. Yeah, we like <laughs> sauce. But I like it. It was a place that I was interested in coming back to and exploring again. That's why I gave it a thumbs up. Uh-huh. You know, if I go, because that was probably, like, my first, maybe second time. I didn't realize. Maybe if I had been there before, I didn't know that's what the place was, but... It's definitely a place I would definitely go back and check check out again. So mm-hmm. I'm the type of person I like to see things a few different times before. Well, drag me with you. I, I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. It's a cute little like it's re- the decor don't think I'm apprehensive is really about cute. Is the um, service. I mean, we didn't have a problem with service per se, especially like like Who I said. You have a problem with no in terms of like, like oh, cell phone service. Oh, cell phone oh, service. service. I thought she meant no, no, like, no cell phone because I I, I told you like I need to call the police service. in case oh. something go down. I mean, they seem almost like, because uh, in terms of like customer service, they were really attentive, in my opinion. Very, very attentive. So what happens if like there's an emergency downstairs? Like, you got to run your ass upstairs. I guess they got a phone. Oh. oh, drag your ass up the steps. Them stairs are good for squats, though, and all kinds of things. There's a lot of stairs. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was cute, though. I liked the decor. I would definitely like to go back and see Yo, it. yeah, the vibe is very like sex club. That would be like. Sex club. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, to me, it was like how you got to walk all the way around to the back to the bathroom, and that's behind a secret hiding way. Only you the way, the way like I that, would think about it that. is like the whiskey bar, it looks like a speakeasy. You've ever been to a speakeasy before? Mm-hmm. It's like a little, yeah, in the yeah, cut it's type like a, thing. It's like mm, you I come like in, that. and it's like it literally looks like a diner, like a uh, traditional um, diner. And there's like a little sign that says whiskey bar, and it like points downstairs. You go downstairs, a completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. Yeah, that's my thing. I would give it a thumbs up. Definitely gonna have to go back and try it again. And I'll I'd love to go next time. Take Drew go. and get his take opinion. Take Drew, get him lit. But that's all for Chain Painted Passwords today, and we'll take a break and be right back. Remy Martin, a single bottle of cognac may contain hundreds of different eau de vie, harvested, distilled, and aged in barrels over different periods of time. It requires the unique expertise of the cellar master to blend the vast palette into Remy Martin cognac with their unparalleled signature style, harmonious, rich, and long on the palate. Remy Martin is not an official sponsor of the NDX Pod, but if you're interested in being a sponsor, please email us at theNDXPod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now let's get on with the show. So, 
we can give you some stats to start, and then we'll get into the conversation. Sound good? Okay. Sounds good. Sounds I'm with this. Okay. So this generation of black millennials. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Xavier. <laughs> But our generation of black millennials is more educated and higher earning than our preceding generation. Just for some statistics, 89% of blacks ages 25 to 34 in 2019 have at least a high school um, degree. And that's compared to 75% of people who are 55 and older. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. quite a bump. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also 21% of people 25 to 34, again, millennial generation, of blacks that have an associate's degree are higher, and that's up from 17% of people who are 55% or older. And in general, overall, we have $1.2 trillion of buying power because, of course, all the extra education becomes better-paying jobs. So we have more income, more disposable income to use at our discretion. However, despite all this extra wealth that we should be able to accrue, we still see a very stark wealth gap between black millennials and our white counterparts. In today's age, the wealth gap is still such that white millennials have a net worth that is 10 times as much as, as, as us black millennials. And one of the things a lot of people have gone into is, why is that true? And the one I wanted to focus in today is specifically that as black millennials, we have certain stressors that create <coughs> spending habits that aren't necessarily present in our white counterparts. And specifically, it's known that because we are earning more, a lot of black millennials have a feel an obligation to send some of that money back to family, whether it's to help them out with something, mm-hmm. whether it's to be a caregiver, mm-hmm. whether it's just to, I don't know, you know, pay mom's bills for, because you just feel like it. Mm-hmm. Like you see a lot of people who make it that then take the money that they've earned and then take, give it back to their parents, whether it's buying them a home, buying them cars, buying them things. And of course, we love to give back to our community, but giving back to our community in that way without paying ourselves first is also creating a widening gap in terms of what our net worth is. So my question is, have you guys ever felt obligated by family, society, friends, whatever, to spend money in ways that wasn't necessarily the most financially fit for you? Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say obligated. I mean, I think it's all culturally based, too. Um, and that's what I mean. And that's why I want to say specifically about blacks, yeah. black millennials, because we do have different stress. We do have different yeah. pressures. So um, I'll say two things. Um, one, I think our white counterparts, they always have a leg up on us. Yeah. They're born into money. You know, they're, um, and I'm not going to generalize, but I feel like for the most part, um, they start off pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, mommy and daddy buys them a car mm-hmm. paid for, so there's no car note. Mm-hmm. Mommy and daddy pays for their four year of college, paid for, don't have to take out a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, you know, you know, with that being said, I almost feel like, you know, they are already hitting corporate world or, you know, whatever it is that they decide to do post um, college. Um, they have like a better standing than most of us in society. And I think the other thing too is culturally speaking, um, you know, a lot of 
black people go to church and mm-hmm. you know if we you know abide by the bible you know it's always like you know you tithe you always give 10 percent. Mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. you know you pay that you know to the lord and then you know the rest of the 90 you know that's for you to mm-hmm. pay bills and, and, it, pay doesn't, bills and, and it doesn't always mean money either though. yeah you know it, 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 it could be service it could mm-hmm. be your time mm-hmm. it could be your contributions to the church so mm-hmm. you know your tithe can come from different things but what i'm saying is is the concept of giving someone a portion of what you have first before you pay yourself. And I mm-hmm. think right. in the black community, we we subconsciously have uh, translated that into, okay, when I get paid or I get X amount of money, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay my mama's bills, I'm going to do this, my auntie's six, I'm going to pay her medical bills and do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to give my little cousins you know, some money to go to the movies, blah, blah, blah. And, and you do all these things while you have bills. And then at the end of everything, you are, I mean, you may not necessarily be struggling but you may have little to work with in terms of paying yourself in terms of you may want to buy some shoes or some clothes or you you may want to save but you can't save as much as you thought that you would because you've you know you've prioritized other other people in your family over yourself yeah. and i think you know so that's where the cultural thing exactly. comes into play mm-hmm. for me and that's how i kind of no i agree assess it i yeah. think i feel the same way too there's definitely been times where i felt that I needed to make a financial decision that wasn't necessarily the best for me, but because mm-hmm. my family needed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something a lot of black people have to go through, especially as millennials. They expect, mm-hmm. like, they see your salary amount, assuming that you're close enough to your family that they know mm-hmm. your salary amount, and they're like, oh, you should have X amount of disposable income. That means if I actually do this, yeah, mm-hmm. you should have no problem. True. And it's not that I don't have a problem, but it's kind of like, especially with us living in the D.C. area, mm-hmm. Living expenses in DC area are are not they not they're not things to, to, to blow smoke at. Ooh, they're they're pretty ooh, they're pretty expensive. They're crazy. Ooh, Actually, saw something that came out today, talking about that in order to live in a two bedroom, to rent a two bedroom apartment in DC, mm-hmm. and live there comfortably, meaning um, you spending less than twenty eight percent of your annual income mm-hmm. on rent. You need to make one hundred three one hundred thirty two thousand dollars a year. It's ridiculous. And the median income in DC is eighty nine. Or not? I don't want to say eighty-two. Not DC even eighty-nine. Eighty-two thousand. But I must say, it's worth it. It is. It's just. Yeah. Um, it is. What's I worth mean, it? Being in the city. Being being a DC or being re- close, being or being close resident, to it. Yeah. Well, not even being close to being a DC resident. Period. It's a lot of inner perks that come with it that people who are who commute in and live on the outskirts don't get to partake in politically. But I will. Um, for example. Huh? For example. Okay, so for example, just, just for oh, folks oh, listening, that oh, for people don't understand listening, what you're talking about. Okay, so DC preferential. If you've been living in DC, they always any applications that come in for jobs, they look at us first, people that are residents first, before they look at outside people. So if they go through the people that are actually residents, and then that's they're not good candidates, then they hit the Maryland and they hit the Virginia, and they actually have it up on the website. You can read it; it tells you <laughs> like preferential DC residents. And I actually like that because it's like we're investing in our people who actually pay taxes here, who and getting the hustle and Those bustle. are for DC jobs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I, it's just you know, and DC has good minimum wage and stuff, but it is expensive, guys. It's very expensive. It, it is I'm expensive. not gonna lie, going back home visiting my family this past weekend. Mm. Drove past several, several, (laughs) I drove past several houses, Mm -hmm. several like signs for new housing developments Mm -hmm. where a single family home, it was like three bedroom single family home, was in the the mid four hundreds. I was like, the mid four hundreds won't even get you a a, a studio Mm -hmm. condo in DC. Mm -hmm. No, that's how expensive. (laughs) That was like a whole house, 
in the suburbs versus and then they want you to they want you to they want you to pay get into a 30-year plan that's not a deal i'm gonna tell you any of y'all that got a condo whatever or a house or 30 years on a house that's not a deal you better off finding the owner and striking up your own side deal because 30 years is not no deal that's a money pit what for what y'all know for renting no, no, for like buying a house or he was renting for thirty years. No, no, I'm talking about buying a house or a condo. I was so, talking about when he was talking. Oh, I wasn't. I was trying to make oh, sure I was getting oh, that, oh, that you heard the story. Some people straight. rent yeah. for twenty years. I know people that rent for twenty years Mm-mm. that rent to own shit. Mm-mm. That's a waste. That's like throwing your money in the trash. Exactly. You spend all that time renting yeah, when you can invest that money and get a return. To. You violent. I have it appreciate over time. That's but, what I'm. But to get back what Nick said, um, I will say there is a thing in our community to definitely give back. I will say the greatest um, investment or the give back was, um, as we were just talking about, student loans. Mm-hmm. I think um, I could have easily went to a school where I would have gotten scholarships for being a minority. But as soon as I stepped on South Carolina State Campus, I knew it was the place for me. So getting those initial loans that freshman year um, didn't really bother me. It didn't, it didn't bother me as much because I felt like I belonged. And I felt That's like, you know, it's going to pay off in the long run. It has. It definitely, my experience there changed my life. So I definitely, you know, and I gave a lot of money back. You know, I said, I that was a long fun. way from home for you. Yeah. So, um, but it, the experiences, the people, um, ultimately my, my professors and every opportunity and experience I've got has led me to my career here now. Well, New York and here in DC. Mm-hmm. So, um. Definitely. So in those ways. Um, and so, also, too, I also feel like we feel obligated sometimes, um, good or bad, to support black business. Supporting black businesses are is very important. Um, I just yeah, but get y'all shit together. Yeah, yeah. The service. Stop being rude. The, ser- the service, guys. <laughs> the, the service. Oh, we don't get to that. The, the, the yeah. service. But no, but seriously, because I definitely go out, go out my way at least weekly to support a black business, whether mm-hmm. it be... Um, on purpose. Yeah, well, yeah I do it yeah. by accident. If I see it, I no, 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 well, like no, a, I like, like a bar, or even going to an event that a DJ is spinning at and making sure that you know it's different things. It's just like you have to support black business. It's so important because yeah. off rip, our other counterparts they open up like for instance over by where me and Nick stay. Um, over by if you get off Chinatown, they just open up like some new restaurants, like an Indian restaurant. As soon as it opens up. The Indian people know, like, whether the food is trash or not, like, we're going to go support our Indian brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And I think black people, mm. we try to do that, but we go one time, and if the service is trash, we're like, mm. <laughs> we're like, uh, won't be back. But also, some people just still feel obligated I mean, to support. that's also different when it comes to black business. I've, I also wonder, this is definitely going to be a question for another day. I yeah. don't expect y'all to ask the answer to this one today. But I feel like at times, as black people, we are harder than other black people when it comes to customer service. Yes. Sometimes people like to be weighted on hand and foot at black mm-hmm. establishments, and you would not expect that at a white no. establishment. Mm-hmm. And that's another, again, mm-hmm. topic for another day. Writing down the notes. <laughs> because I feel passionate about that. I'm like, that's no, ridiculous. That, we I hold ourselves to a higher senior, and that's yeah. ridiculous. It's, well, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If I go to a black establishment, you know how, uh, how we like our food and stuff, so I do expect that you will be like well seasoned well seasoned if i order fish hot and fresh out the grease you know how it is it goes beyond that for me it's about the attitude yeah yeah that, i mean that too when that i too. when, I mean, when i'm met with that at the door i'm just like fuck your food and like and fuck this whole stuff well no that, that's fair like there are some times where the criticism is very valid it's a valid mm-hmm. criticism like if i come in and i say hey how you doing mm-hmm. you tell me what you want mm-hmm. Right. But do you no. not want to be at work today? Well, like, you know what? What's wrong with you? Well, you know, this is the perfect time. Like I said, mm. the reason we don't fuck with the Popeyes down the street is really customer service. It's not about the food. It's the customer service. It's about the fact that 
you see us before previously, we would have come to your establishment weekly. You're, you're, you know, everyone that works in there is black. We're, we're supporting you because, you know, I'm locally franchised. Every time it's attitude, even to walk three feet is you act like, I'm like, okay. Walking at a glacial pace at that. Like, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Glacial pace. And so when I confront you on a serious issue and you're like, okay, whatever. It's like, yeah, I want my money back. And not only that. I won't be visiting your establishment anymore because it's just about a respect level, a common respect that we have as people, not even as black people, just as people in general. So, yeah. But we could be on this topic all day. But getting back to the over question of feeling obligated to get back either to the community, whether Mm -hmm. it's family, whether it's the church, whether it's someone else, like close friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate spaces where maybe you have plans to save, like, for example, say you get... If you get paid, we get paid bi-weekly here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us have jobs that pay us bi-weekly. Um, we all know that when you get paid bi-weekly, there are certain months you get three paychecks in one month. <laughs> and that will be August. Yay. Let's talk about that. But I know for me, when I had those months with the extra paycheck, mm-hmm. I plan on putting all that into savings. That's mm-hmm. my plan. But then there's always inevitably, mm-hmm. I mean, I might take care of some things here and there. Right. Especially like a little gift for myself because exactly. I work hard. Exactly, you work anything. I deserve. <laughs> well, Mama D said I deserve. It. <laughs> but a lot of times it seems like, you know, you get asked for certain things. Like, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? You should. I want you to come here for this. I want you to come here for that. Or even with tithing, ten percent to the Lord first, and then everything else. Mm-hmm. So my question is, how do you navigate spaces where you feel obligated to give the money that you originally planned? To save, whether it's for a home, whether it's for a vacation, just something for yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate feeling obligated to give that money to someone else versus, you know, keeping it for yourself? I, or have oh, you I, ever? Oh, I, have don't, ever done I don't feel obligated to give that money unless it's like someone that's in need, a family member. <laughs> Or but like, that's not I mean though. Like when a family member comes up to you, like how do you know? See, like, do you oh, know? just not a Randall though. Like it's got to be. I'm gonna mean, mean yeah. family, not not somebody off the street. No, I'm talking no, about, no, like, I'm family. Talking about a Randall. You know, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all met windows. my family member. Like <laughs> y'all know, I have a big family, so it has to be somebody I'm actually close with, and um, and you know, and genuinely, and I also don't give nothing I don't expect back. Like you can't if you give something you there's no expect guarantee. to not get it back yeah, yeah. like you, you know that's if you I give do. somebody a hundred dollars or if i know someone won't give it back exactly. i just won't give it period. don't be looking for that money. you yeah. know some people be like oh i'm looking for the money back it's like Mm-mm. you shouldn't have gave it if you if you didn't you know if you couldn't manage in the future without it because give what you can you know that's why i always say give what you can and also point the person in other resources i think the best te- you know how they say teach a, a man to fish and he'll eat forever or whatever mm-hmm. it says yeah, same way. Lead them somewhere that can help them, that can benefit them through life. Because if you keep giving people handouts, they become dependent on you, and they just gonna keep coming back because they're like, "Oh shit, I got a handout one time. I can go get another yeah. handout." So. See, I would, I would alter your question a little bit to 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 say that I wouldn't. I don't feel obligated to give them money. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel obligated to help them. So although I may yeah. be trying to same, type of, same concept, yeah, mm-hmm. not so, necessarily money in financial form. Yeah, but. so so like for me, like if I'm trying to save or something, I'll be like, you know, like financially, I can't do this for you, but here's what I can do for you to to help you achieve mm-hmm. what it is. I can mm-hmm. either point you in the right direction, or if there's something else that I can do for you that does not involve money, you let me know what that is, and I'll help you out you know, the best way that I can. I always try to give people options and, you know, 
tell me how you want me to help you because then at the end of the day it's on you like i don't want you coming back in the end of the day talking about oh you know you know you couldn't do this for me or like you chose not to i asked you what would you like for me to do for you here are your options you pick that's funny it's interesting that you two are both so strong in it because that's something i'm actually trying to get better at because i'm not feeling person. obligated well not not the part of feeling obligated but being comfortable enough to say no when I know it's not the right decision. Oh, that's my favorite word. The fuck? I mean, that's why I think it's interesting that you two are both like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm the type of person, I'm very giving. Like, I try my best to help people as much as I can. So if I know I have the money there and you're saying I need it and you're my family, mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Exactly. But there have been times where I've said no because I know doing it would be financially disadvantaged, like, significantly mm-hmm. disadvantaged yeah. my financial position. Like, if yeah. I take out a loan to do it, I'm not oh, doing hell it. No. Oh, nah. no. No, mm-hmm. there was a time where I felt like, um, without going to specifics, mm-hmm. it felt like if I didn't do it, I felt like I was going to get disowned. And to an extent, that's mm-hmm. kind of what ended up happening because I told them no. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't. I can't expend that much money right now because mm-hmm. if I did, I'll be putting myself back a lot. So I said no. Mm-hmm. And the fallout was everybody's like, well, why would you do that? You're being rude. Da-da-da. I was like, no. I said no. Mm-hmm. Because it was a bad decision for my finances. Well, no, ultimately, you know, you have to know who you're doing things for. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, I have a very huge extensive family. I can remember being a freshman, struggling, stretching twenty dollars, sometimes ten dollars a week, and um, there was a relative I know that you know could have helped me or could have assisted. You know, like I said, because mm-hmm. family's supposed to do for family, and they were dating this dude, and they bought the dude a fifty dollar pair of jeans instead of assisting and helping me knowing that I was struggling my freshman year yeah, and I real and I realized in that moment that people are going to people you know we use that phrase yeah. all the time people are going to people and you just have to know what kind of people um and you know like I said all you know all skin folk ain't your kin folk and you can have you know you have to know who you're doing it for if your heart if the heart is in the right place if that kind of love is received in the same you know reciprocated in the same way mm-hmm. because you know sometimes everybody don't view you know we view it as oh I'm helping you but let me tell you if the shoe was on the other foot they'd be like Mm, ain't got it. Seriously. They'd be like, ain't got it. Sorry about it. And that's what I've learned to kind of like really put myself first now. Because yeah. my thing is, I've I've made the mistake before, maybe a couple of times, when I didn't necessarily, like I had it, but I felt like if I, if, if I gave it, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to, to survive. Yeah. Or I, w- I wouldn't be mm-hmm. able to um, sustain mm-hmm. myself. But there have been instances, both for family and friends, where they've asked me for money and I've, and I've given it. Um, because they needed the help mm-hmm. but then i would go then myself what i would end up doing is going ask somebody else hey can you lend me twenty yeah. dollars you know i need it blah 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 but i did it you know like i passed it on i passed on the 20 mm-hmm. and I would, I would ask somebody else for 20 for me so i'm saying and to yeah. me that whole concept just didn't make sense like mm-hmm. i cannot help people if i can't help myself so exactly. that's where I, I draw the line if i cannot provide for myself there's no way in the future i can help you out yeah, that's something I had to learn, to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, there were times that I was expending, not necessarily because of something that I needed to do for myself, but because I know someone needed it that I was really close to. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm in the position that I have it, mm-hmm. so why not? But like you said, mm-hmm. don't give money out to people who you know it's not going to come back. If the lo- <laughs> like, if the, let me tell you, if the love isn't there, and you, and like I said, you kind of know who your tribe is. You know who the people are who you can kind of do it with o- over time. You learn, and I'm a big proponent of this. It's like if you owe me money, but here's here's how I get people. Here's how I know how to start doing people. If you want to get your money back, like I said, Drew said, you give them a twenty, you give them a forty. I'm also the type of person when I go out and I be like, oh, and that person owe me money. 
oh, add this to theirs, the, their shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, and I'll dip out. When I even dip out, I'll be like, it's added to your shit. They'll be like, what? I'm like, yeah, remember that $40? There you go. <laughs> because, at, you know, you know, and then that yeah. will wake people up and let them realize like, oh, yeah, it's like, no, you don't just go around being like, oh, I can just get fifty dollars from. Because guess what? They doing it to you. They doing it to other people too. I peep that too. They getting That's forty. True. They getting forty dollars from Drew. They getting twenty dollars from X. They getting twenty dollars from. That Shanika. shit is whack. Like, no, seriously, there are yeah. people that are doing it. No, I know, but it's whack. Like, why would yeah. you do that to somebody that you love? That's and crazy. stop going out if you don't. You know, sign if you're up. not the money. I mean, and don't, don't let me see you out either. Out. And don't let me see you out either. And you owe me money. You you at the hookah spot. And you know the hookah costs twenty dollars, and you know it's four people, and you don't want to split. Yeah, it's only five dollars, and you like, oh, I, yeah. But guess what? Bring your fucking five dollars. Yeah. Oh, bring your funky ass that's five dollars to the fair. hookah spot. Stop thinking, oh, it's um, it's five people smoking a hookah. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll bring your two dollars, three dollars, whatever <laughs> it is, because that's what we do. We split, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's the black people thing. We mm-hmm. split shit. So, <sighs> stop doing that shit. That is really annoying. Yeah. I no, I get that. Yeah. And to go back to seeing like why you feel like people are wrong, one of the things I'm learning too is that not everybody is your friend. Uh, you know, Neeks, we could be on that all day. We that we that is definitely, can you, that's, that's, we're going to put a pen on that discussion for another day. But yeah, for people who are like me who had difficulty for a short amount of time being able to like discipline yourself mm-hmm. from. Because it's hard for me to say no to family because I love them so much and I would do anything for my family. So it's hard for me sometimes to say no to them. So a solution for anyone else who's like me who has issues or not even issues but has anxiety around saying no to people who are that close to you. Um, suggestion that is made is to create a fund for yourself where you put a fund to the side, whether it's a saving account, a separate checking account, where you put a little bit of your, your discretionary income into every month. And that way, that's a pot just for people who ask for people from your family who ask for for money in times of need. Mm-hmm. So that way, you're not pulling from your own personal account. You have a whole fund set set up for them, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't affect your finances anyway. And you know what? How about this? Like you know, when they ask for something, like so let's say they say you know they say they're hungry or whatever. You start sending them like the back of the receipts off the Panda Express for the one free entree. <laughs> oh my god! Like you know, unique things, or you know, when you go to Giant and they say five dollars off oil change, simple stuff like that <laughs> definitely does help people. I think. What you think, Meeks? No, I mean that. I tell what people like, we need to go to the uh, these sales. Like, y'all, last week mm. my local grocery store had what? a buy. I saw that shit. Wait, what local grocery store you go to? Harris Teeter. <laughs> Art the Harris. Oh Teeter. shit! Right by us. Shit, yeah. They had buy two packs of chicken, get three for free. Guess who has a freezer full of chicken? Oh my god. My goodness. mama ain't raised no food. You better teriyaki that shit up. Full of chicken. My mama didn't raise no. <laughs> teriyaki that shit up? <laughs> mama ain't raised no food because, you know, chicken freezes really well. It does. Go ahead and get you some and packs. It holds really so, well. th- those type of things, I was just like, those type of, like, mm-hmm. hacks. Yeah. And don't let you have a coupon on top of that sale. Drew, you got no, any chicken in the freezer? Do I have chicken in my freezer? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm cutting food. down on meat. I'm trying to oh, veer towards a pescatarian diet now. Oh, you got oh, money. Oh, oh, mm-hmm, you got money, right? You got money. I love me some salmon, but I can't afford to eat salmon every week. No. And, and I don't do the farm raised neither. Ugh. You go where? I, said, I don't do the farm raised. No, why would free range salmon? That fucking Robocop ass fish. I don't like want that. What? So you so going out of the wharf every week? I do the. Um, so you a vegan? I do the fresh. Vigo. It's a vigo. You a vigo? Fuck is a vigo? You know what a vigo is. Vegan? You know what I no. said. No, I said pescatarian. Okay, that's one. Vegans step. wouldn't eat fish or anything. That's, that's one more step living. to the vigo. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's a 
all we have for the millinery segment today. The take it away, X. Oh, well, we're not taking a break. Take it away, X. Oh, oh, okay. Well, shit. All right, y'all. So we gonna switch it up this week for y'all. You know, y'all. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we gonna switch it up this week. <laughs> And start off with the hear me out. And then we're going to get into the Netflix and chill uh, segment. So our first hear, y'all ready for the hear me out? Yes. Y'all ready? All hearts and minds and, and, mm-hmm. and moscatoes at peace. Well, I have water, but, you know, I'm ready. All right. So our hear me out comes from a gentleman. He's Ooh. 28 years old. You know, I'm starting including the I'll be asking him now what That's their age important. is. Yeah. So we can, you know, have a perspective on things. So, and you know what, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this question, you know, but this question is not as ratchet. It, it's really, actually, I can tell that it's coming from his heart, and he's concerned. So, all right, let's see. I've been in a relationship for eight years, and our communication has stopped. She oh. asked me several times to get married, but I still feel we are too young. We are simply roommates at this point and haven't had sex in two months. <laughs> now, let's pause there, y'all, because let me tell you, this was I was celibate for two weeks. <laughs> One time in college, <laughs> two weeks, y'all. It's it's rough, but uh, it's hard. Two months. Wee 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 wee. I um, wow. Ooh. I'm a little late, but wow, Drew. I, wow. <laughs> I really love her. What should I do? Propose or end the relationship? Nope. So she can find what she needs to fulfill the void. So I'm gonna kick it off with Drew first. Mm-hmm. Um, do mm-hmm. not propose. Okay. Um, the worst feeling is being forced to do something that you didn't feel like doing in the first place. So, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've, um, been dating said person. I mean, the optics being eight years, suppose y'all been dating for eight years, but so y'all have only since, seen so each other. since 20, right? Yeah, since okay. 20, if he's 28, right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is like, if, if you, but if you don't feel ready mm-hmm. to get married, do not get married. Marriage is a business. The minute you sign that that marriage license, y'all are in a a, a corporation together. Okay, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, but but what I think needs to happen here is you really need to take inventory and an assessment of your relationship to see well why is it after eight years you haven't married your girlfriend? Are you still in love with her? Like what is keeping you with her? Mm-hmm. Um, and if those things are strong enough that would propel you into marriage, I say, bro, you know, go ahead. But if you feel that the reasons why you are with her aren't, aren't good enough reasons to get married at this point, you might as well break it off. Hmm. Okay. Nice. I mean, I agree with you to an extent. I will say that don't get, don't propose to someone because you feel obligated to. Cause I'm not going to tell you as a woman, I don't want you to propose to me because you feel like you have to listen. <laughs> I don't want to feel like I twisted and manipulated someone into being with me for like when I say marriage, I pl- I will hopefully be with that person for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I tricked them, manipulated them, caught them up, whatever have you, into guilted them in this particular instance into mm-hmm. getting married because that wouldn't feel good to me. Right. I want him to get down on one knee because he wants to marry me because mm-hmm. he wants to spend his life his life to me, not because I've made him feel like he has to. So that's one. Mm. Two, I also agree that 
if you don't feel that you're ready, you need to take stock into why you don't think you're ready. Is it something about the relationship that's making you feel like you're not ready? Does something happen? Mm-hmm. I understand that even though you did, you have been in a relationship for eight years, that's your twenties are very, very formative years. And I say that yes. in terms of like you change so much mm-hmm. in your twenties. There are years for self discovery. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna take a step for for the, your thirties too. You know, I mean, I'm more mm-hmm. confident in who I am in my 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Because <laughs> I will say I'm not about certain bullshit mm-hmm. in my 30s. Oh, for sure. But I like I still think there's still things that I'm still discovering. I'm still trying to be my best self. Yeah. And that's always going to be an evolution. It's never yeah. going to stop. But mm-hmm. I definitely in your 20s, you're trying shit and realizing it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you're going back, okay, that didn't work. That didn't end the way I wanted it to do. So let me try something else. But that's just what, 20, what you're supposed to do when you're 20. You're supposed to figure it out. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you really that's don't what know the what hell you're I've doing. been doing. I only got one year left. Oh God! Fix it, don't don't feel like you have to have it all together. Oh, I, I won't. <laughs> you won't. I won't. But yeah, my biggest thing, my biggest question for you, for the person who wrote in would be, why do you feel that you're not ready? What is it? Is it about? Is it something in the relationship? Like you were saying, like mm-hmm. why? One, why do you still feel like you want to be with her because you love mm-hmm. her? Do you love her? Do you love her because you love her for who she is, or do you love her for who she was? Because in, in a relationship sure. for that long. She has changed, and you have changed. Can I say this too? It, uh, it, it may not also because uh-huh. I think I think we're kind of like looking at her and the relationship to say, all right, well, what is it about? The, is it also the economy? Like, can you afford being married? Like, I mean, buying they, a ring and. But it's not even that. Like, if, you, if she, if her thing is like, we've been together for so long, we should be married by now. It shouldn't matter about if she. Her thing is her goal. Her end goal is marriage. Right. And even if they don't have the funds to have this big grandiose wedding or this, you know, enormous walk on her hand, if her end goal is to get married, they can get married for the low. They can go to the courthouse. This is true. I'll, but I, I feel that's like what you she know, really this, wanted. I mean, that's what, that was her end goal. But if she wants like the, the mm. pop well, and circumstance, that's you, a different story. This, so, this should have been a conversation. So exactly. There you go. So to, pick, been having to piggyback off what Drew say, this is what I say when you know how. In the initial stage of dating, as we all know, you're supposed to talk about all these things in the beginning. Yep. Now, somewhere down the line, things do, you know, muddy waters and people do come in. Now, I will say this because I've experienced this before and there are people that do this. People will lie and tell you what they're looking for out of a yep. relationship. Yep. They'll be like, oh, no, Speak I'm, I'm not looking to get married. Mm-hmm. Speak on then it. six months in, it's like, oh, where's the ring? Or are we moving in together? It's like, hell no, because when we first started talking... You said that you weren't looking to get married and you weren't looking for or, anything. You were just dating for fun and dating to get to know people. Or the opposite. Guys are the opposite. They, they see me and they're like, you know, you want a relationship, you mm-hmm. want to get married. Yes, I do. So they say that's what they want. Get me invested. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, I'm not quite ready to go down that path yet. Now, Why are we here? Exactly. Why am I here? Why am I now, here? Now, one thing I, I will you. say, at 20 years old, of course people just say a bunch of shit out their ass. You know, they're just looking for something steady. So maybe at that point, she didn't She didn't want to get married. So maybe let's say y'all hit y'all stride at, you know, y'all dated at maybe at 20, so y'all hit y'all stride in a relationship like, tw- right, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. So maybe things change. But that's why communication is key. I'm not going to date somebody eight years if I know the the end game for me. Is not married. That's a long time, and I I don't know if y'all live together. We don't know. I, I would assume y'all live together. They after the, eight the years roommates at this point in time. So I'm assuming well, yeah, so they live together. But yeah. two and then two months no sex. Now I know girls can sometimes go longer crazy. than guys, but I mean, were you even two not, months? Okay. Nah, were you getting I a sloppy toppy at least stop, two stop. months? I apologize to my family that's listening, but um, if I'm in a relationship, yes, sex is very two important. two months without having Oof. any is Oof. a long time. Especially we're living in the same house. Mm-hmm. 
My dude, what? At this point, I'd be what? scared because either one of y'all might give the other something because I'm sure y'all done dipped and dude it somewhere else. Dipped and dude it. <laughs> dipped and dude it. I've been dipping and doing it. Two months, my yeah, dude. Two months. That's a long time. That's, that's way too that's long. long. That's a long time. Should you? Now, I agree with Drew and I agree with Nick. That's crazy. Do not propose underneath duress. Do Relationships not. like that do not last. You will fuck you yourself will, over, you will bro. Be, I'm you know, you. The, you know, do not and just don't do that. And also... I don't know if y'all should break it off. I do believe. I don't, break couple, it off. A couple's therapy. Here's the thing. I'm not going to spend all that money on a couple's therapy if ultimately about to break up. No. So I'm not going to even advise therapy because you know what? Sometimes Always. you spend all them thousands of dollars to a therapist. After you stay together. And then y'all going to break. Right. And then you're going to break up. Like, break so up anyway. y'all, Crazy. Actually, I mean, that's just my personal pet peeve. This is a whole sidebar. But mm-hmm. I don't believe in couple's therapy unless we're either right, married right, or about, about to get married. Right. Exactly. Why? What's why, the why, point? Right. Couple's we're having an issue right now that we, we're going to have issues when we're married. And here's the important part about this whole thing for me, X, is that. I want to know at what point mm-hmm. did she start talking about marriage with him? Because I almost feel like I think I think we're looking at it as this was like a like a one time question, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like he wrote in. We need to really look at, like you said, mm-hmm. m- maybe like in the first four years of them being together, mm-hmm. marriage wasn't on her mind. But maybe around age twenty four, twenty five, you know, she started getting that marriage bug, and you know. But how how That's often were early, you though. having? Ooh, Nah, I, I mean, I, I know people that have been married early, but how mm-hmm. often have you been having the conversation about um, what marriage life would be like for the both of you? Where would you guys like to live? Because I think when you start talking about like the 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 minutia of marriage, mm-hmm. then you can really get into the meat mm-hmm. of, hey, when are we getting married type of thing. Now, I will say this, and I, you, you often hear people say this phrase, and I really do believe it. Don't waste your all your good married years dating. And I think you you all might have done that. I you know now they're still young. No 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 no. But your relationship expires out before you even get to marriage. Oh, you talking about the relationship itself? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You can expire. You can ruin a good thing before it even starts. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, eight years is a long time for like young people. Like eight years. That's That's why like a a lot of like Christians and like Bible thumpers Mm -hmm. they get married quick. Yeah, I know. mm, It's just it's just a thing of um. Ultimately, I'm praying (laughs) for everyone involved, even if y'all have a dog or pet. I'm praying for that dog or pet because I'm praying for everybody involved. And then ultimately, too, if y'all do break up, like, is both y'all name on the lease? Like, that shit could get messy. You know, it could really get messy. That's a business. That's what I said. And that's the mm-hmm. thing. Do y'all live together or do y'all live in a house and your name on? I hope you nah. No, I would pre- hope y'all don't live together in no house and y'all ain't married. It's on a prenup. That's messy. Well, but um, I mean, technically, if you're not married, the person who owns the deed. No, I mean, it would house. be whoever's name is in. So, yeah, you know, next time you send me an email, put more details because yeah. I got questions. Yeah, yeah, you got to flesh that out. Yeah. But um, you know what? Break, give us a follow up with more details. And if yes, you do propose, I will DM you for more prenup. Details. I would do a prenup. I'm an advocate of prenup. Oh, I 100%. love prenup. I've 100%. always said that. I've always said that. People, what's mine is mine. Absolutely. Not even that. People look at me like you're crazy. The thing is, prenups mm-hmm. aren't just about what you currently have, but what you will have. So mm-hmm. people don't understand that when you ha- when you inherit things mm-hmm. when you're married, that mm-hmm. becomes marital property. Yeah, That's true. And I know my family has land. I want to keep exactly. my family land oh, in the family right. name should shit. something happen. I got land too. I mean, I'm just I, saying I, I would hope already. that nothing happens. But as an attorney, we have to but think in the worst case scenario and protect ourselves. Ultimately, what disturbs me the most is that two people in their 20s, some of the most exciting times in your life are having to deal with this. Y'all are unhappy and y'all are unfulfilled. So both of y'all have to do an intrinsic uh, look into yourselves and figure out where things went wrong. And let me tell you, I, I believe in breaking up in the name of love. 
you're not obligated to marry anybody no matter how long you've been dating them you're not obligated to anything you know you have sometimes you date people and sometimes it's a chapter and eight years might be might be the chapter in your book so maybe a few years maybe 10 years down the line at 38 or 35 whatever and you decide to get married you can look back and say you know what? I dated this young lady for eight years, and she can say I dated this young man for eight years, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot that's going to help me when I really fall in immersely in love with who I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life. Stop looking at dating someone for a few years and thinking that you know. Cause that's another thing too that y'all been doing lately. Y'all be dating somebody for a couple of years and thinking, oh, they're ma- obligated marriage. To no, that's not it. So, no, X, not, can I ask you this? Yeah. Did in his letter did mm-hmm. he um did he specify whether or not he wants to get married to her, but now's not the time? Or no, he, no. Or he, he said. He said. What he said? Um, but I still feel we are too young. You don't want to marry this girl, bro. Right, exactly. Stop I mean, it. I'm just we be <laughs> no. I mean, exactly. Like, no, my thing is, you've been dating this he girl for shit. eight years. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to marry this. You girl. don't want to marry her, and I'm which is you, why I said break up with her. Don't even go and, and the I'm, the, the, the couples therapy to. shit. I'm don't even do that. Because it's a hot yeah, bo- yeah. it's a hot boy summer, and you is out oh, here having God. a great time. It's not even about that. No, no, just... no. But let's just put it this way, Drew. Like I said, we eight years, and somebody is probably spark, and he ain't getting none in two months. Now that's the that's part what that's what I'm tripping. saying. I that's that's what I'm saying. Head or something. God damn. So eight years, you ain't had no sex in two months. Cause she mad. Cause she mad. And I'm gonna tell you what she's she doing. giving it up to somebody else. No, no, I'm gonna tell you what she's doing. Y'all ever seen the movie Jump in the Broom? I vaguely remember. Okay, so vaguely. leading up to familiar. the leading up to the wedding, uh, however long they've been dating for, like six months, she had made a vow that she wouldn't give up the oh, cookie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She the flight attendant the, that was yeah. giving up to everybody before she met this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wouldn't give up the cookie until she got married. So what I think is going on is she's like, well, I bet if I live with him, walk around and don't that she wouldn't have to give it up. No, no, no. That he'll uh, propose pose. so that I'll oh. that I'll sleep. That ain't worth it. Just break up in the name of love. That's all I gotta say. I wish you, I'm praying for everybody involved. Good luck, yes. bro. Good luck, and we love you for break real. up. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back after a brief message from our sort of sponsors. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, IndieXers. Neeks here. Thank you so much for supporting us over here at the IndieX Podcast. We love hearing from you, whether it's a review, commentary, a question that you want us to answer on air, or a topic to discuss. Whatever the case, connect with us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the IndieX Pod. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D. Or shoot us an email at the Pod at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-N-D-X-P-O-D at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. All right, let's get back to the show. And we're black, everyone. We're back. <laughs> hey, and we're black. So, you all, our next segment is called Netflix and Chill. Now, this does not always mean we discuss Netflix things. One, you know, there's always one thing that's Netflix related. There's no ass involved. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> and uh, okay, so head. that's right. So, our so we're gonna talk about another thing that happened. It was um while we were away was Comic Con, of course, and the reveal mm-hmm. of Disney Plus. So, a few things Phase Four has been introduced. So, a few things that are coming to us soon. Starting off, Phase Four will be kicking off with Black Widow in May um, of 2020. Then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then Eternals. Then Shang Chi. WandaVision, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, then it's Loki, then it's What If, then it's Hawkeye, 
and then it's Thor, Love and Thunder. And then it also was revealed that Blade will be played by Mahershala Ali. I think so, that's a great pick. It is. Oh, what, how y'all feeling? So much news, so much going so, on. I'm excited. When I heard this, you know, booming thing mm-hmm. that happened at Comic-Con boom, that boom, weekend, boom, boom. I was over-exaggerated because I saw a video of it. Yes. And yeah. they were saying, I didn't see the whole, the full video, but I saw the mm-hmm. summation right before they announced Mahershala. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like they, they had laid out, as you just said, all the phases up until, was it 2022? Yeah, is yeah. what they have so mm-hmm. far? For sure. But they also said, you know, we got Black Panther 2 coming. Mm-hmm. We have... X-Men. X- Which were, no- well, they were noticeably missing from phase four, but that's on mm-hmm. purpose. Yes, of course. Well, no, because I think that was, yeah. It's I think purpose. like that's going to be the next phase no. five type of thing. But like, they it- also, like, they didn't do a full introduction of mm-hmm. those things, but they're like, just so you know, these things are coming, these things are coming, these things are coming. But we do have good news, because if y'all go back, way back to um, a few of our teaser um, episodes... They did reveal that all the characters are being recasted for X Men, so he yes. did reveal that. Yep, and, I'm and they're so interviewing excited. for Storm, so that's exciting. <laughs> I'm excited because as soon as you said the mutants are coming, also the fact that they uh-huh. said mutants and then X Men makes me think they're going to do a new yeah. spin on it because if they wanted to say X Men, they would have said X Men. And they actually, the and they're actually going to start out um, with a Doctor Doom movie. I'm please, first. Please, please be careful. Like an origin film. Please be careful with the casting. And and I mean I'm not I I'm not being them. funny like Disney got it. Marvel I, tr- got I it. trust Marvel with the casting. Okay. They've done a phenomenal well, job. Besides Beyonce, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> that that had nothing to do with Marvel. That was Disney. No, I, no, I mentioned Disney for casting. Oh no, but no, this like what mm-hmm. we talked about was Marvel mm-hmm. Studios. Oh, That's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Disney <laughs> owns Marvel Studios, but Marvel uh-huh. Studios is the one who's in control of that particular. Yeah. particular so what portion. film do y'all think Blade is going to be first introduced to us? I'm thinking um, the multiverse. With yes. Doctor Strange. That's where I'm I'm thinking. actually excited because I noticed in Spider-Man coming home, homecoming? Mm-hmm. No, not the homecoming. The most recent, Far From Home. Far From Home. How they kind of give a hint to the the multiverse with um, Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Talk about who's from a different universe. Mm-hmm. And at first I was just like, they're about to bring in the multiverse in this bitch. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we get the Doctor Strange 2 multiverse of whatever the oh, name madness, is madness, madness, madness i'm like yeah here it is and yeah. here here's how we're gonna get the mutants mm-hmm. coming in mm-hmm. and that's what made sense that, that it needs to come first because how else do you explain that we didn't see the mutants this entire time but oh, now you know, now, the multiverse and now here come the mutants I now think. a question that's not being oh sorry sorry drew to cut you off but a question that's not being addressed is how do y'all think people are going to deal with Going to the movies to, to to watch a film and then having to sit at home and watch episodes. How do y'all think that's going to go over with the phase now. four? I think it works now because It'll, they do it with, uh, with what? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's um, a TV show. I mean, It's not heavily not, woven into the stories per se, mm-hmm. but um, what I think Disney their marketing will have to be a one to get people to sign on to the Disney plus, because Mm -hmm. if what they're trying to say is their programming for Disney plus is going to tie into what they have for like the cinematic universe, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to sell people to, to subscribe seven dollars by the way i hope which that's isn't not the bad, basic basic but button. but you know disney gonna raise those prices anyway, Hell yeah. so you know um so I'm, I'm i'm actually curious to see how they're gonna uh play that hand mm-hmm. um i'm gonna sign up to disney plus because i'm just a nerd like that so Absolutely. i'm gonna see it period I'm, yes my major concern is when they're gonna start um 
doing the whole Black Panther stuff because you know Black Panther and um, Fantastic Four and all that stuff because they were obviously oh, that's missing. That's another one they they, um, they mentioned. Fantastic Four was coming, which I am glad because yep. catching for the Fantastic Four movies we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I love my I love me some Michael B. Jordan. That's my husband in he my was head. Just, it's just wrong. But he don't, he don't got no chin. It. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mashed potatoes oh, from mad. KFC. She mad. Oh, leave. <laughs> it's just no chin. Celebrity Bay alone. Okay. <laughs> now, a question I did want to get into because I was actually um, shout out to Marquita. Um, we were on Twitter and she, you know, would discuss it. She loves the podcast, by the way. Um, hey, Marquita. Thank you for the love, Marquita. Yes. Uh, Marquita it. Owens. She's also a lawyer as well. Hey, uh, you know, studying come on, Lawyer Bay. Oh, good luck. As yes, I know, it, yes. we're currently we're recording right now during mm-hmm. Bar Week, so. Good luck to everybody who is studying for the good bar luck, or taking for the bar all my this friends week. Who are taking the bar so. mm-hmm. after you're done, go to a bar and get shit faced. That's what I did. That's right. Let me so she was saying that she feels like all remember all our Disney Channel original movies and TV shows from back in the day. Yeah, I'm hope. I really hope that's. I mean, I'm gonna sign up anyway. But I feel like all those hundreds of films, like such good, they're cheesy as fuck. But I feel like all those films. Should be. What do y'all think? Y'all think that should I be? Would, I, I would watch this on Disney no. Plus. I mean, that, it would behoove Disney to to do that. Like Brink, Brink was my shit. Yes. Smart House, the Xenon, 13th, the, yeah, Xenon one yeah. and two. Yes. Um, tw- the Thirteenth Year, uh, mm-hmm. Luck of the Irish, like so. All of that gotta be on there. Something mm-hmm. underneath the bed is that was the name? Was yeah, don't look under the bed. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Horse Sense, man. The list goes on and on and on, and I really hope that those films were um. Yeah. We'll make it onto there. So, you know, we're not going to belabor that point, but any final thoughts on that? Y'all just excited? No, um, excited. But, but just going back to Blade real quick, mm-hmm. I think how they're going to tie him in, because, uh, you know, um, Morbius is supposed to have his own kind of movie, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a he's a Spider-Man villain. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think once they do that multiverse spin and mm-hmm. introduce Morbius, I think it would be like Morbius and Blade either battling or something. Other so I think that's how they may tie in Blade and then Blade is going to have a spin off. They're really mm-hmm. good at putting They're very people good. together. So very I, good at it. I trust Marvel at this point. Mm-hmm. They've earned my trust. I'm like, Marvel, I don't know how it's going to work, but I trust you. Yeah. Now, well, one thing I will say is Mar- I think Marvel's smart enough to know that uh, people resonate with different things. I think they know that they, everything won't be a hit, but they they know it all is necessary to tell a good phase four story. Like for instance, like I ain't gonna lie to you, WandaVision is gonna take some minutes to grow on. I me. think that's gonna be dope. But what I, I, I will think it will say be dope. Too, but it's mm. smart that Disney is good mm-hmm. as creating the reason why I think those are on Disney Plus is because mm-hmm. families are gonna get it for their kids. So what Disney is yeah. doing is investing in the next generation. So a whole bunch of us millennials grew up with this stuff. That's why we're so into the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and I learned this from my younger cousins, and that they watch Disney. You know, Disney owns the rights to Star Wars. And coming to find out that she's watching her little cartoons, and they have crossovers with yep. cartoons on Disney from all from their other oh. shows. Okay. So they're, and like, it was like, she was my little cousin. Shout out to Kayla. I love you. Um. She of course is a girly girl. She's not necessarily into the the um the geeky stuff, at least mm-hmm. not yet. The but what stuff? Geeky stuff. Because oh, uh. my family is a whole bunch of nerds. We love okay. to nerd out. Yeah. We all like the same things. <laughs> 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 but she'll ask questions about what's going on in terms of like Star Wars and stuff. And she started getting into it because those characters are pop up in her the shows that she actually loves to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. So now that they're popping up in her shows on Disney, now she's like but what is Star Wars? How does this work? Mm-hmm. Who is this person? Mm-hmm. Who is that person? And now she's like getting into it. So Disney is good at generating fans. So that might be why they, they chose to do put it 
on Disney Plus because again, that's a very family friendly type of streaming service. Right. So if they put it such that little kids want to watch it, and if they can keep have it at a, a pipeline of people who yeah. want to watch these films, and I feel like if they could keep it at a price point that mm. is competitive, right? But then also like financially. Mm-hmm feasible for folks yeah because it's cheaper than netflix but then it's like but but they'll your... have more subscribers i promise you. oh of course oh because absolutely. because then you, you get the nostalgia crowd me I, i'm looking forward to seeing like um chippendales rescue rangers i'm looking forward to oh seeing yes please famous Darkwing um Doug, famous jet jackson all of that please R. yeah R. rest in peace lee thompson young you know yeah so please anyway so let's hop into the HBC, uh, not HBCU streets, HBO streets. <laughs> HBO. <laughs> well, we could hop into those too, but that's another day. Anyway, all right. So Big Little Lies had their finale, and I know that you know only me really watched. It has been consistent. I saw the final episode. Is this going to be spoilers? Do we have to put something in the comments? Oh. Okay, are you, are you gonna spoil it? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we haven't seen it, so I, no, I saw no, the no, she episode. saw it. So oh. spoilers, spoiler, because this really, based upon what the director and the creator said, this is the final season. Um, just a brief overview. Wait, I, this this season, season two. Season it was two. ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, I know, guys. That's some. That's, that's some what they said. So it can was, I cover my? Well, I was gonna say, can I cover my ears? Because I, I actually do want to watch it. Okay, so we won't. I won't because all right. So Don't I won't tell. I won't spoil the end. But it ends in a way where you expect, and then at the end, when you know when they roll up to the spot, you're like, okay. So I'll just leave it there because Drew okay, hasn't please. seen it, and we don't want to spoil. It. I just then know I at wanna... the end, I hadn't watched the whole season, so the end of that, the last the was scene, crazy. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and, and then they, they just end black, like and I was like, wait, what? They might be just doing that to fuck with us. All right, so then we get into Euphoria. I won't, I don't want to spoil <sighs> that for anyone, but so I will good. say Euphoria. I keep so good. It's the so use good. of the Delphonics. In the beginning of the episode, listen. What's a Delphonic? The Delphonics <laughs> is a group from back in the day. Oh. Like, they sing, like, uh, trying to make a fool of me. Um, just amazing okay. music um, from the, those the days. The soundtrack to Euphoria in general is really good. And oh, so I won't spoil mm-hmm. anything with that, but I will say, if you're not watching Euphoria, like, you're really missing out on life. It's These so motherfucking kids is going through it. But this it's next so real. It's gonna be a lot. The, All right, yes. here's here's my goal for next mm-hmm. um, recording is to actually catch up on it because I almost feel like viewers want us to talk about it, but it's then really but then good. I'm kind of hindering it. And so. it's so layered. So like, it's layered if you watch I heard it, it's really good. It's really good. I now, mean, granted, it's a lot that I would never expect mm-hmm. a high schooler to have to go through. But it's real because these real. these little kids. Well, I say little kids are 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. The things that they're having to face are things that people are in like their twenties face, twenties oh, okay. and thirties face, and they're doing this at sixteen and seventeen. And you're seeing a lot of crazy. things like manipulative behavior. One of the characters, he's so manipulative, yeah. and, it, and it showed you how some people, you know, some people be thinking, oh, you know, oh no, they're just a kid. No, some of these people know what the hell they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like he, you can tell in the future if he's doing all these things at like seventeen when he's a grown man. He's like a sociopath. He, yeah, he really he, mm-hmm. the lies and the threats that he makes against people like. With no regard, oh, no, ca- not a care in the world. It was a psychopath for real. The yeah. character of Rue is amazing. Zendaya, like I know she can't be considered for an Emmy because of when the show came out right now. She but will ne- be next, but next year. year. Like she, Emmy worthy. Yeah, I heard. She's I love. A, I was, I've been a fan of Zendaya, but this made mm-hmm. me even more of a fan because I didn't know she had this type of depth. Like the amount yes. of different extremes she has to go to for mm-hmm. this character and she executes it perfectly yep. is actually really uh, good. Yeah, she, she deserves all the awards for this role. Shout out to Zendaya. That, that, for all the people who are children actors or anything or in you know in the industry, um, you know, the business they call show, that's how you transition to adult roles. 
Right. That she did. She did it perfectly. She transitioned. And, and I'm to glad adult she perfectly. she made it out of Disney alive. Yeah, because everybody don't make it. Everybody don't make it. So we're going to slide on over to the Stars Streets. You know, we network hopping. And it was announced this week that there will be a, after, even though this season of Power, the last season won't premiere until August, the end Mm -hmm. of August, there will be a Power Power series spinoff called Power 2 Ghost with Mary J. Blige. So I'm here um, for it. I'm excited. Mary J. Blige's going to be here? She's starring in it. She's starring in it. And I just, I'm I'm excited. Um, I don't know where they're going to go with it. Um, But. And her acting is not bad at all. No, Mary J. Blige is a great She's actor. She's actually really good. Um, if you, it, this is a, a major throwback, like I said, you might you might be too young for this, but there was a movie called Prison Song mm. back in the day with Mary J. Blige and Q-Tip, um, which focused on a single mom who who um, you know, her son got lost in the messed in up the in the system, system as mm-hmm. a juvenile, and I then think I she that. went to go visit him, and then she wowed out in the visiting area, and then they put her in the put mental hospital. In, yep. And yep. so it's just y'all. If you never seen Prison Song, it's a, it, now that's a real throwback for our real '90s kids in 2000. Now, I hope, I hope, because um, I saw like Lala also has, I guess, some series with Fifty. I just hope that she, <laughs> Fifty. Thank you, thank you for putting Mary in the starring role because I can't take Lala. Listen, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's, let's no, 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 listen. Less now we're not going to deep dive too much on that, but it's killing me. What well, was not really killing me? But nice titties. It's though. tripping me out watching these previews for the new season because it's like I love Lala and, and, and I do too. But it's just you know certain things just not for everybody. She it's gives like, me like TRL still. It's I'm like just the like, color yellow. Mm. It's like either you look you know <laughs> vivacious and it's refreshing, or you like a damn banana, you know, a half-eaten banana or something. And I don't know. Lala, yeah, Lala's growing on. She's growing on me in the in the. I just, mm-mm. I don't know. All right, so now we're gonna dip on over to the actually the Netflix uh, streets. So there's a show that I encourage. Now this is a little random, but y'all know y'all do know that I'm culinary, you know, certified and all those things. What show is it? You know, but there's a show called Sugar Rush on Netflix. Ooh, I watched that. It's a show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bruh. Let me tell you. And if you love like cooking, what's the premise? So the premise is um, the first season and the second season. First, um, the first round is cupcakes, second round confections, mm. and then the third round is cake. So what it is is it's four teams, and then each um, time they the judges go around, one. they taste it, they eliminate one, mm-hmm. and at the end they win a big prize. Eliminate a team or a category? No, it's two people. No, no they, oh, have, two. they have a category of like, themes. Have you seen like cupcake wars or cake wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, okay. It's like that, okay. but, oh, okay. but like with they, instead of sugar rush, it's like there's. Instead of just sticking to one theme where it's like cupcake wars, just cupcakes, yeah. mm-hmm. or cake wars, just cakes. It's a variety of it's different things. It's a variety of different And Candace okay. Nelson, who owns Sprinkles Cupcakes in Georgetown, I don't know if you ever had it. Cupcakes, I have. Good. Cupcakes really is good. good. Oh, cupcakes, good as hell. Yep. She's on the show as well. Oh. And, and um, Zumbo from Zumbo's. Now, that's another show on Netflix called Zumbo's Desserts or Zumbo's with a competition. Oh, I don't about that one. Yeah. No, Your spare time on a weekend, about it. you just deep okay. dive into that shit. It's wonderful mm. um so sugar rush is an amazing show we need more than six episodes so i don't know what's going on so that's the first season and six episodes first season and oh, that's second possible season. i could do that no and the second season six i finished both already oh i could do that um so they're and amazing and then this coming friday so two things first thing this coming friday august the second um is a show called black lady sketch show Oh yeah, Robin I heard Feedy. about that. that starts um, on Friday. Yeah. Yes, at eleven o'clock. Angela Bassett. Guess I thought Robin it was gonna be, be Sunday Friday nights, but it's Friday at eleven. I thought, that's like I thought that's it was on Sunday. Basically, all of our black uh, female yes. superheroes. Everyone, David Allen Greer, like everybody's in it. Him too. So I encourage everybody to do it. And then lastly, because two of the people on the podcast have connections to this show, this show is coming back. 
Dear White People is coming back hey. Friday. Do not forget. Um, shout out to Deron Horton. Um, we go way back since his SCAD days in Savannah, Georgia. I'm so proud of your success. So I'm so excited for the new season of yes. Dear White shout People. Shout out to my line sister, Ashley Blaine Featherston. That's right. Congratulations to you. Hey, hey, so hey. So we're all ready to be tuned into the new season. It looks exciting. And that is all for our uh, Netflix and Chill segment. Okay. All right. So you're talking about... Um, that's coming back on Friday, you said? Who? The Dear White People's coming yeah. back August mm-hmm. 2nd and um, Black Lady Sketch Show okay. August 2nd as well. Okay, I, and I think also on Friday we have... Oh, yes. On Friday we will be going to MK Lounge yes. that's right. for Happy Hour. That is our spot of the week for us to check out. Um, as you know, in Champagne and Passports, we like to go around and check out new spots and yeah. do a little review on Drinks it. and hookah. So, so that's MK time... Lounge on 1939th street northwest so right at the corner it'll be right across from brixton but it's mm-hmm. on the ninth street um you can't miss it it literally says mk wow all right we'll be somewhere in the smoke so that's right yeah, have a little hebrew have a little drink mm-hmm. maybe yeah. a little food some snackage well, a lot of libations they have a great happy hour so they do yeah. mm-hmm. well um that is all I'm, I'm glad we're back so we'll uh we'll catch you guys uh next week but um do we want to leave the listeners with anything, guys? Uh, of course. Okay, Neeks, you can kick it off, lady. So, in the words of Beyonce, mm. brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. <laughs> Sorry. The best thing in the world. Never trade you for anybody else. Oh. Mm. Snap, snap, snap. Yay, yay, yay. That is a black girl anthem right now, and I live as my personal anthem, personally. Nice. X, my dude. So this is a shout out to um K tweeted it. So Kavery, you know, he has um uh, one of my homies, and he said that sooner or later, y'all will realize that you have to stop feeling sorry for taking up room because of other people's insecurities. Mm. Realize that the insecurities of others aren't your problem. And never were. Mm. Godspeed for them, but spread your wings. And um, that, that is a lot. Because sometimes people do become insecure over other people's talents. And I realize that you have your own gifts. You have your own things to offer that no one else has. So stop focusing focus, on others and focus, and on, your focus on yourself. That's real. Snap, snap, right. snap. Snap, snap, snap. You got anything, Drew? Mine is just simple. Um, don't argue with people. Cause both y'all look fools from a distance. That's it. That's real. That's very people simple. People look at you, look at them crazy. I, I, like that. <laughs> I don't argue with people because it, it, it takes way too much energy, and I'm just sitting there like, this is stupid. So yeah. I yeah. say what I got to say and just keep it pushing. That's right. That's real. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. We're out.